And welcome to the boys of the Golden Throne. Uh, we're going to be having a special guest on this episode. Um, I'll tell a little story about how we got him on here. But uh, first of all, we've got our lovely German correspondent, AJ. Hey, everyone. And introduce yourself, mysterious guest. Hi. Uh, it's me, Matt DiPietro, <laughs> and uh, I'm here to talk about hobbying and painting and all the other stuff I'm doing these days. World-class we... painter over here. Glad <laughs> to have you on. Oh, yeah. And we are we are hobbyists by, yeah, we're definitely hobbyists by uh, podcast. We talk way more about what we've been painting and what we want to do more than what we game. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been doing more painting these days than uh, gaming, so that's that's good. <laughs> well, then you're you're on the right show. Yeah, you are. We we, <laughs> we prescribe to the hashtag um, uh, painted is for closers. <laughs> nice. Fully painted is for closers. Teo, you got to get it right. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it's very early. That's true. It is very early for you right now. Yes. Who is drinking? Who is drinking coffee and who is drinking beer? <laughs> AJ is definitely drinking beer, but I do have a dark matter in the fridge and I'm thinking about cracking it open. Uh, just pour it into your beer? Mix, <laughs> I mean, pour it into your coffee? It, oh, dark matter coffee? Yeah, I bet you it would work. It you probably try would work. It. Maybe not now. <laughs> <laughs> you get off the podcast and Bree's like, what the hell? You're wasted? It's like 11 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. What? <laughs> Don't even think about it. Leave me alone. AJ made me do it. <laughs> it was for the podcast. Yeah. Um, are you drinking coffee or beer, Matt? It's coffee for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> okay. So yeah, See this how the episode... podcast goes. It might might switch <laughs> easily. It could switch easily. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna do our normal hobby talk, and then a little interview with Matt and. See what kind of man he is, and then uh, we're gonna run down a little <laughs> bit, um, just about LVO and getting some of our other friends across the world to come and join us. Pressure, mm-hmm. no pressure at all. Pressure, pressure, no pressure, pressure at all. No pressure at all. Pressure, Mike. pressure, pressure. Michael. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I will be back in a moment. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise Nalnoil. And we're back for the hobby talk. I'm the boys and the good friend. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt's just in a whole new world today. I'm just surprised you're as like perky as you are right now for 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Me or him? I... You. <laughs> oh, I'm always perky, man. I know, I know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so we're going to do some hobby talk with Matt, because uh, I was telling him about that in the podcast. He's like, I'm interested in hobby stuff. <laughs> so he's going to join us for the whole thing. Uh, so um, I can go first with my hobby talk, because then we'll go to AJ, and then uh, Maddie. No, Maddie. Let's still, oh, sorry, let's Matt? start with Matt. Yeah, okay. he's our guest. Come on. That's right. your manners. Matt, you can run this hobby train for us. <laughs> okay. Um I'm painting like a uh, for myself these days. Um I mean I paint uh for my job um all throughout the day. And I, I do get up this early and just start get some breakfast and coffee and start painting in the morning. Um and these days, my favorite thing to paint are busts. I'm really into painting different busts and uh, that sort of uh, project. So I have a two-headed giant bust that I started during a work uh, workshop I was teaching in Atlanta. So okay. that's kind of what I've been working on these days. Um, that and I have a second bust that I'm doing, which is just like uh, one of the most fantastic sculpts I've ever seen. Uh, it's by Alan Carrasco, and he just uh, he only sold like a few. Uh, he only had it for sale through his uh, Facebook account, so he posted some pictures of this mine girl, and I just thought it was like a beautiful bust. And when I when I purchased it, but when I got here, it was just like the whole thing is perfect. Like all the details, <laughs> the hair, it just like it's a masterpiece. So I'm just really spending. A lot of time on that one and really enjoying it um, because I've just kind of fallen. It's just one of these You've projects. You've gotten all Twitter painted over a sculpt. What's that? You got Twitter painted over a sculpt. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I just uh, I just get so excited with these uh, pieces, and that one's got a lot of really cool stuff like uh, pearls and uh, shells and things like that. Oh, wow, so materials I haven't tried to simulate yet, so. Um, I'm really having a good time with that one, and uh, it has a really dark flesh tone and, and um, some other things that you know I don't really get a lot of uh, opportunities to paint. And then I actually have a third bust I just started. <laughs> <laughs> that one is um, a it's a bust of Hannibal. Um, okay, uh, Hannibal. Historic yeah, yeah. Hannibal. And uh, he's got this. The plan for that one, the cool thing I'm going to do for it is, uh, you know, how Hannibal crossed the Alps with his uh, elephants and to invade yeah. Rome. Uh, so he's going to have, he's got this big helmet on, and I'm going to paint the reflection of the Alps in the helmet. Oh, so, man. Oh, God. <laughs> the mountains kind of looming up above him, and he's, like, looking up at them, like, with a face. So <laughs> I, I can only imagine how amazing it will turn out. I still like I seeing some of your busts when I was down in Seattle for the the CK Studios class last year. Like I still I still picture in my mind's eye the um, the one bust that you had with the the guy that's got like the fish over his shoulders. Oh god! And just and all of the different tweaking of colors and everything. I remember seeing it, and part of me was super inspired but the other part of me was just like i might as well just give up like <laughs> it's just so unbelievably amazing so yeah just that you can even you know attempt something like that in a reflection that's um, so cool i can't wait to see some pictures of it 
Thanks. Yeah, um, that one was my project for Crystal Brush this last year, and uh, and I do have a really big project for Crystal Brush this year, which I just—it's my secret project. I can't really can't really talk about it. I like to keep my uh, my you know big once a year project secret until they get, they drop. So uh, you, can just, you can tell us uh, behind the scenes. I'm, I'm trying you know, to, we could be shills for some other painting person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a sneak peek after the, the, the show's over. <laughs> give us a hobby awesome. boner early in the morning. <laughs> Go straight back to painting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So do, do you basically don't show it until you actually take it to the event and like unveil it underneath like a, a nice fine like red velvet cloth? Satin. Yes, yeah. velvet cloth. I was going to go satin, yeah, but velvet's better. <laughs> that's the idea. And uh, this time I'm taking a lot of pictures. So after I reveal it, after the show uh, happens, you know, and the crystal brush result is all in and everything, I'm hoping to you know, release a few, you know, work in progress stuff showing how I'm pulling off some of these effects and it should be pretty fun. You should but, put right. all the pictures in a leather-bound photo album beside it for presentation. <laughs> they do that at uh, the historical shows. Yeah. Uh, um, when was that? The World Expo this year. They had this guy and he had made, I don't know, um, it must have been like a one-sixth scale motorcycle from scratch. Oh wow! Like, wow, he made it from scratch, from like plastic and like parts. Oh god, so crazy! It is perfect. It's like everything is chromed. Everything is like it has all of all like all of the little wires and cords, and, and it was it was ridiculous. So to explain and to prove that all of this was made from scratch and that it wow. was like all um, you know his own creation, he had a little binder next to it showing in the work in progress and showing how he like made the tires from scratch and like all this stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Very cool. Well, I guess listeners, you'll have to wait until, until when are you revealing this? Is this for uh, an Brush. upcoming event or for Depticon Brush went in March. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And March we, 22nd, we will go to Depticon one day. AJ, I promise. Please, yes. Maybe next year. That'd Maybe. be great. <laughs> I, Sounds like this is the year to go, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Sadly, we won't we won't be making it. Uh, but we bad. are all going going to LVO at least. We are going to LVO. We'll, we'll meet Maddie. Well, I don't know yeah. if you will, but I will. <laughs> LVO. It'll be my first time in Vegas, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, it's mine, my, mine as well. You can come drink Scorpion Bowls with us. Scorpion bolts? What is is that? You haven't told me about that. You're the one who posted the picture. We're getting scorpion bowls at the tiki bar. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's what that was. Okay, yeah. yeah. It, all I saw was just like something that looked like you know the drink that Garth is drinking out of in Wayne's World. So I was like, that that will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine. Swing. Sweet. Just make sure I don't like pass out and drown in it, Teo. Okay. That's your job. That's my job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so AJ, what have you been up to lately? Oh, okay. Well, I've actually uh, I've gotten a good little chunk of stuff done. Not completely all painting related, but I'm going to start something completely 
like unrelated whatsoever and no spoilers, but I went and saw Star Wars, which <laughs> is like basically going to church for me is bigger than Christmas. And now the, th- you know, three years in a row of Star Wars movies in December, it's just amazing. So, uh, yeah, absolutely loved it. it. It got the first English showing here. And as soon as I walked out of the theater at 1130 at night, went straight down to the ticket sales and bought myself another ticket. And the guys were like, didn't you like just come out of it? I'm like, yes, give me another ticket. <laughs> so um, sadly, I have to wait until tomorrow night, Monday night to uh, see round two. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm not a good person to judge uh, whether a Star Wars movie is good or not, because I can tell you that I'm going to love it, you know, when they're announced so the next trilogy ryan johnson's doing it i give it all five stars <laughs> it's years away but i can tell you that i'll love it so um yeah i did that um which was awesome um i also had uh, a game with michael from the war corgi and went up to his house and uh played a game of uh my mechanicum which sadly had to be on the trader side which you know made me feel really dirty and i don't like it but uh <laughs> had an awesome awesome game with uh michael on this raven guard uh, his lovely wife made us an amazing dinner i should have taken pictures of what we were we were feasting on we were drinking uh, we drank a bottle of prosecco while having these little like pancake little things that had smoked salmon sour cream and caviar on them so we were we were like high class wargaming here. It was it was amazing. So uh, it, sadly, uh, you know, there's always a winner and a loser. I did not come out on top. Uh, the mission that we played, uh, I, I'm totally forgetting the name of it, but it just was not geared to uh, the army that I brought. I tried to bring uh, like all fully painted stuff because we we put it up on uh, on his YouTube channel, which you can check out, and I'll throw. Uh, a link into the show notes but um did have an unpainted tank which kind of hurt my soul a little bit at least had base colors on it so that was my you know at least i felt a little bit good about it but uh yeah it was awesome game um you know i only took what i had so you know only had one one scoring unit which was my thralls and just you know didn't wasn't set up to win that game but man i had a great time losing <laughs> and uh Michael's an awesome, uh, awesome guy, awesome player, you know, definitely our style of gaming where we just sat back and drank Prosecco and had some good food and had a couple beers and uh, definitely will be uh, having another game in the future, probably in the new year. So uh, watch out, Michael, I'm coming for you. I'm going to get a win. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Other than that, I've been uh, continuing to paint uh, my Ordinatus. I was doing some more today. I'll show you guys like a little bit, you know, getting just some silvers and golds onto the carriages and been working on silver and gold, silver silver and gold, gold. (laughs) working on some, you know, line highlights and stuff like that. Don't have any on the washes on, but, uh, it's coming along. I definitely, the pressure is high to get it done for LVO. So I've got a lot and I, I realized that I, I messed up big time <laughs> in my packing is that I have everything that I need except for a magnet 
to magnetize the bloody thing. And I don't know how I'm going to actually do it. So I might have to just not magnet. Well, I just might not have to fully complete, have it fully completed and might have to do the magnets after uh, LVO. But uh, we'll see. I've been giving some thought on how to uh, complete that for LVO without the magnets. Because uh, it's such a big model. Like it needs to be magnetized or or already transporting is going to be a pain. And if I fully assemble it, it's just going to be even more of a pain. So we'll see, see how I deal with that. And uh, what else have I been doing here? Just LVO uh, prep, been talking to David a bunch. And uh, we actually, he rejigged our character unit progression, which is super cool. And, uh, it's now only a D6 roll, same chart for either either a unit or a character. And also now it's like you roll a D6 and you consult the chart and there's, say you get like a six, you know, there's something, there's a, a an effect that happens if you won the previous game or if you lost the previous game, which is Ooh. super cool. Um, so yeah, just makes it like a little bit more simple and... Um, you know, got rid of some of the things that we were a little bit worried about, about seeing from, uh, you know, some of the combinations that were happening at, at Kippers, like two, two wounds, wounds cesareans. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, just getting stoked for LVO. I found out that uh, Steve from, um, Steve Scott from Radio Free Istvan is coming, which I'm super stoked about. He's Sounds like an awesome dude. Um, you know, Michael, get your ticket. Come Ryan, on, get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's definitely, we know that Scott's coming. He's going to be playing in the narrative. Uh, he might, he might. Uh, you know, I told him if he's ever, if he's looking for anyone to hang with, come hang with us and uh, we'll, we'll be bringing the recording yeah. equipment. <laughs> so, you know, there might be a, uh, a late night drunken uh, LVO <laughs> episode <laughs> comes that comes out uh, in in February, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, in terms of some purchases, I uh, I bought a hair dryer because uh, I need to do some warping of resin and whatnot, and don't have anything here. So you know, went out and got a, a European hair hair dryer for hobbying. And so you'll never be like, able to use it when you get home. <laughs> Well, my my girl's coming over here for a while, so it saved every time she's brought one over, she's in like messed up the converter and ends up blowing her hair dryer up. So at least she she won't do that. And I don't know, I'll just donate it to the house here. Um, you know, I, I can't. This this you know hair doesn't look good just naturally. You know, I got to get the quaff going and all the that quaff. kind of stuff. The quaff, quaff. Yeah. <laughs> and then. It. Oh yeah, I bought. Uh, I know people think that this is kind of funny, but I bought this like battle journal from uh, Games Workshop to record my games. I don't know. I thought thought it was pretty cool. It's definitely geared towards Eighth Edition, but uh, you know I can still use it. And I always forget about you know missions, like what I was just saying before, like what mission did we play and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be good for just the podcast and you know remembering my game so uh start filling that sucker out and 
Yeah, I guess uh, I have been kind of in like a little bit of a, a hobby funk. I think it's just because this uh, this Ordinatus is kind of killing me. It's just like <laughs> doing doing the same things, repetitive tasks over and over again. And like part of me really wants to go back to painting my Battlefleet Gothic fleet just to have some new colors and stuff like that. But I can't do it. I like time is precious right now and I need to get it done. So just got to pound this thing out and then uh, I think I'm going to switch it up by going back to some thralls and getting those painted. But uh, yeah, other than that, I, I guess my last thing is, is Teo, you and I have still not played like a game together. No, we so, haven't. I'm going to call you out. LVO, oh. you and me in the ring. <laughs> we got to get this done. Like I'm thinking late night game. I'm, I'm gonna get you like nice and sauced <laughs> during the day. Oh, so I'm that just gonna I be have, all like... smack talk at that point then. <laughs> well, that's fine. We can record it and uh, and like I'll have a better chance of winning because you'll be you'll be quite loose. You know, you can Chad Chad can take turns as being our hype man. There we go. <laughs> Though we'll probably have to uh, bring br- some body glitter for him. What am I talking about? He'll bring his own. So <laughs> <laughs> he's got it always on on hand, twenty four seven. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> in his wallet, a small little package, just in case you know, in break in case of emergencies. Break. Yeah, shower himself. <laughs> so yeah, other than uh, the silliness there, that's uh, that's what I've been up to. You just gotta keep pounding away on this uh, ordinatus. Noise. What about you, Teo? What if uh, um, you not? I haven't done like any painting. Um, <gasps> oh, I did. I did a little. I, I painted the two quick BFG fleets to teach some people how to play the game. But yeah, um, Tell, I saw the. You sent me some pictures. They look pretty, pretty dope. It looks like you've got like a two scheme system going on. Like, well, no, it's, it's those... two different fleets. It's a Raven Guard fleet and an Iron Warriors fleet. Gotcha. Okay, so, you just sent me the pictures with no description, so right. I was just I was just taking guesses. Yeah. So, um, what that's doing is so um, obviously I want to get people more into the game. So I'm trying to build up a three game system where uh, you play a game. Yeah. Um, a, a standard 30k game, and then you play a BF. So it's like the Istvan massacre. So where the Raven okay. Guard get punked by the iron warriors because they're having iron warriors so i'm going to make a little raven guard army for someone else to play to learn so they get punked so they'll, they'll play there and then <laughs> you play a bfg game uh showing the raven guard have escaped this and grab some ships yeah. left and then so you play a quick bfg game and then at this or no sorry it goes normal game a zm game where the raven guard are fighting at the spaceport to get control so they can get back up to their ships okay. and then you play a I bfg game Cool, as the the fleeing army. Exactly. So to get people like immersed into like the narrative and the concept of thirty k and heresy. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I've always thought about doing it like in a little bit different order of having like starting with a BFG game, kind of having a fleet guarding a planet, another fleet's trying to come in, and then like, you know, then going down to like a a thirty k regular size game, and then getting even like then going into his own mortals but i really like it, the the theme behind yours that's sounds wicked yeah so that can't was... wait to play a game with you when when i get back 
Yeah, and so I want to get more people into the game and the hobby, so that's what I'm, I was kind of developing that little bit. Um, and then, so because of that, I've been playing in a bunch of BFG, and people have been really liking it. I went to our like local game store, and this guy, Steve, who I call Corporal Jitters, <laughs> because... Okay. Uh, He's from like I guess over ten years ago when I started getting to hobby. I went to a local game store and he's sitting there and he's painting some Dark Angels Marines. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, "Oh, what do you paint?" He's like, "Dark Angels." I was like, "Oh, who's that guy?" He's like, "He had like a scout." He's like, "Oh, I call him Corporal Jitters." I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, when I was painting him, I dropped him on a cup of coffee, so I assume he's permanently fried." <laughs> <laughs> So, he's all twitchy exactly so he calls him corporal jitters so i've dubbed the guy himself corporal jitters but uh he came in he's just like he's like i saw that you were interested in bfg and he like gives me this bag and it has like a, a heavy it's got like a heavy chaos cruiser two normal cruisers four heavy imperial cruisers and some chaos escort ships Nice. Yeah, he's just like, well, I'm like, I was like, do you want one for this? It was like twenty bucks. He's like, deal. Here you go, dude. We're gonna have we're gonna have so much BFG once this stuff's all painted. It's crazy. Yeah, and then he told me he's like, oh yeah, I've he's like since last week when you told me about your podcast, I've listened to all the episodes. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I see you guys doing a really narrative theme. So he pulls out. He's like, so I have this book. It's the original Rogue Trader 40k rules. Oh. <gasps> He has two copies. And he, oh man, that's amazing. Yeah, so he pulls it out. He's like opening it up and he's just like, he's like, yeah, because there's like this whole scenario thing. And there's like the most random narrative building scenarios you can do in that book. Awesome. Was he like, did he put white gloves on before he started flipping through it? He had his bad copy and he still has his good copy at home. (laughs) that's amazing he's got so much old cool stuff um yeah so he had that he's like hey he's like i'll bring my bfg fleet down too next time so he's like (laughs) and then uh he's just like he's like uh do you want to play epic i was like you gotta lay off me brother (laughs) he's just like i've got a bunch of epic fleets and then the store owner was looking through the like back shelf he's like does anyone want a warlord epic titan Oh my god, dude! You, remember, you have children to feed. <laughs> yeah, and so I was just like, "What is going on? The world is imploding." So, man, that's awesome. Hashtag BFG lives, man. BFG lives. What, yeah, specialty games. Um, so it's been crazy that. So I've been getting more people into the game. Uh, as I do, um, I got. Yes, you do. Yeah, so. <laughs> So we've had Chud on the show before. Since him being on the show and him coming to LVO with us, me and him have made some plans, and we've ended up inadvertently finding out we're spending the entire Friday with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so because he's doing the same painting course as I am with Matt on the Friday. Oh, wicked. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. we're, we're doing that together. And then we're supposed to go for lunch, and then we're supposed to find you guys and go for dinner. So Chad made the joke about being, he's like, either we're going to get married by the end of that day or we're going to hate each other. <laughs> and I said, I guess I'm an omnisexual polygamist if we get married. <laughs> well, I, I'll be your best man. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe John can be your best man and I'll be, I'll be Chad's best man. Because there's you... no way that you guys are going to hate each other by the end of that no. day, I can guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, so... 
we were making uh making getting married jokes all day and then <laughs> so we're calling some natuals <laughs> yeah me and chad's teo and chad's natuals tight yeah, noops awesome. <laughs> uh, oh god i might i might regret introducing you 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 guys to each other yeah by the end of that weekend <laughs> he's getting excited he's getting cranked yeah, me too, man. I yeah. can't wait. I'm, I'm still like, I'm. Part of me is, like, well, maybe if I don't, if I can't get this ordinatus paint like finished, then part of me is just like, well, maybe I won't even play the mega battle, and I'll Come just. Come uh, with us and Matt. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm on the fence about it right now. I've, I've hopped onto the fence, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Matt, how many spots you got left? Do you yeah. know? Uh, I haven't checked. <laughs> I try. I try not to obsess about it because if, if I go back and I check and and see that sort of stuff. So. Oh, after this episode drops, <laughs> this will be full. That's what we got to think. Full. <laughs> I like. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Um. I have like I have about like sixty models to paint by then, or something oh like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what kind of what kind of models? Infantry so, or? Actually, I have. Uh, I have 50 models for a Thousand Suns 40k army, and I just finished, I just finished 30 space 30 Marines for that, and I have 10 more Marines and 10 of the Zanzigors or whatever those things yeah, yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then on top of that, I have uh, um, another client who is going to be playing at LVO um, in the War Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, tournament so i have a hordes army to paint for that guy <laughs> I believe you. yeah it's a <laughs> north control um so yeah doing a lot of uh sketch style for those that stuff but uh cool. nice pretty good um oh yeah that's another thing about hobby talk is i have been having to think of a model to bring to matt's painting course i think i figured out what the model i want to bring is i think i want to bring the changeling from zinch demons yeah uh which one is that one again uh i'll send you a link it's a it's it's like he's got like some he's got like three arms but he's got like these long flowing robes Mm -hmm. nice yeah yeah so i i thought that would be a good idea because i know because i was talking to you and you're like well don't get a lot of stuff with a lot of dick filigree dick (laughs) filigree (laughs) i like that (laughs) yeah i find it just Easier to learn with like kind of bigger open, more open surfaces rather than just stuff with all sorts of little details all over stuff. We like to call those uh, griblies. We have actually have a term for it. Griblies. <laughs> yeah. griblies. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to have a model that's really gribbled, you know, like has a lot of gribbles on it. <laughs> uh, I sent uh, in our chat the picture of the model. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. I think that's a good one. But uh, so I've been debating on what model to get for that. And then my buddy convinced me to also enter a painting competition. So I don't know how oh, that's yeah. going to go. I'm not. So the... is that the uh, Draconic Awards that's happening at what? the LVO? Oh, I don't know. I do... Okay. This is like oh, this, well. is, this is a this is a painting competition for on Reddit that someone some stores hosting oh not not for the lbo okay no, no, sorry no, no. i this thought you were talking lbo different. but uh yeah so i was thinking about do, doing the change thing for that as well so mm-hmm. doing doing the course 
at LVO with Matt and then finishing it for the um, baiting competition and see how that goes. Cool. So you better teach me good, bud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it, you can always blame it, blame it on me if you if the competition doesn't go right. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll blame it on the Thursday night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's what we'll blame it on <laughs> for Teo. Um, Anything else you got yeah, there, buddy? Yeah, so AJ's Christmas surprise has arrived at my house. <laughs> and I, I was going to wait, but I forgot I have to open it to send to someone else. So I opened right, it up. Right, yeah, that's... And I had no idea what to do with myself. I was just, I was just all a flutter, and I don't know. So, <laughs> can I just tell what them? What was it? Well, can, yeah, so, absolutely. Okay. So I open this box, this beautiful box, and I cut it open and open. And there's a uh, three bags in there. Um, there are three <laughs> different knights, forge world knights, uh, a castigator, a archaeon, and a lancer, and. My gift is one of them. Yes. So, and I don't know what to do you... with myself. <laughs> you don't know. Well, I was thinking that you were gonna you're gonna choose the lancer after all the chat last week. Or, I'm thinking or, you know, about it because like I do have those like thousand suns just sitting in the closet, and like Shapeways does like the Anubis head and the Kopesh chainsword I can put on the yeah, lancing yeah. head. So I think that'd be super cool. Well, if you end up doing that, we're, we we got to talk before you start hobbying because one of the things that I was thinking about was, like, obviously I'm going to add the other two knights uh, to my growing Mechanicum army slash do, like, a knight list in the future. But what I was thinking is, like, maybe I would actually purchase another Atropos and use basically the arm, like, basically use the mechanicum shoulder pads and um like all the different mechanicum stuff but then switch it on to the lancer oh. and then if i did if i did that then maybe just have the take the lancer head and shoulder pads and stuff like that and throw the atropos arms on it and maybe either like just sell it or i don't know maybe we, you and i could talk about a, a deal or something like that but <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah i don't know i that's where i was thinking that you're you're potentially going to go but uh yeah you've got some time to think about it because i'm not going to start that until i get i get home because i want to use the airbrush for it yeah so. and that's the thing i wouldn't be painting because uh the idea which hopefully matt can help me with this is i want to paint the model at all the armor as black marble mm. and i have yeah. no idea how to do that because i painted some <laughs> white marble and that was hard enough as it is that looked mm -hmm. really good though yeah. you did you did the base of uh Gulliman, um with that which yeah. i was super impressed by that was like forever but yeah so i thought about doing black marble as the armor to make it as if like they had like built the statue and made it run into the war for them which i thought was a cool idea but uh so that was part of my hobby life um and then i was i didn't know what to do with myself and still because of that i still have like a, an internal debate on what third <laughs> army to start so I had an idea actually on oh, this for you. It's it's not a legion and it's not 30k related. It's just to get you through like this little bit of time when you're you're you know trying to sort things out. Why don't you paint up a Necromunda gang? Because the gangs that are out right now, I don't want either of them. I want the new one. 
Oh, the one that's soon that's coming it's out soon. Uh, soon, yeah. So I'm in like a, I'm in a rut. Okay, well then I can't help you. No, you know, you're yeah. just gonna have to suffer in your hobby, in like purgatory, I guess. I'm gonna have to sit and <laughs> stew in purgatory. So yeah, um, and then the last thing I guess I did in my hobby talk was uh, I was laying in bed and my daughter was kept getting up and down because we're trying to sleep train her sleep in her own bed, and I just like had like a crazy person moment and shaved all my hair off you had a britney moment yeah at like 2 a.m <laughs> did you then get an umbrella and go out and start banging it against your car no 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 okay and that would have been a full britney moment much, no. so. so now i'm bald <laughs> but now i can make fun of john and say that we're twins <laughs> john who's currently sleeping Probably hung over in bed and should be on the show yeah that john that john yeah that okay john. just just checking because i can stay up and drink all night and i'll be up in the morning fine so i'm not too worried about lvo yeah well you have two little alarm clocks that will get you up early in the morning <laughs> <laughs> well i wake up early then but they keep me up all night that's the difference right okay yeah. but yeah that's my cool. well, hobby life i guess because i didn't do much hobby i just did a lot oh last like a baka chicka waka baka chicka <laughs> okay. Um, so the last thing is, um, I was a terrible husband, and I bought something before Christmas. But for yourself, or obviously for yourself, or you? For, well, for... It's, it's for myself, but it's also for the podcast, which is a uh, a mic for my DSLR, so we can start vid- doing proper videoing of games. Oh, sweet! Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Are you gonna bring it to LVO? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we can we can definitely record a couple games for sure. Yes, we can record some games, um, and then awesome. we can do like we can do a vlog if we want. Ooh, vloggy! Yeah, vloggy I've got so. um, I've got like a small little tripod that's probably about you know a foot, foot and a half high. If uh, which I could bring down to LVO if you think that's possible. Required. I have a I have a bigger one I can use as well, so we'll I'll gonna try it out and see how it goes and then I'm hoping to record a game before we go so that I kinda have a it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Well I'm stoked for that, man. Yeah. Creating a video empire. Sorry, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was not super mad, but she wasn't bad. She was disappointed. Well, <laughs> She must. She must be used to that by now. Disappointed. Wow. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um, so you sure that's it? Are you good? I'm thinking. Give me thinking. Let me think. Um, 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 yeah. You've got enough in oh, there. You, no, no. You... I got. I oh. got the last thing. So <clears throat> I've been. I've did some orders with some friends from. So I got all this stuff coming. So I'm going to build a – I figured out what – I'm not setting on a new army, but what I'm adding to my White Scars. And as I'm doing the uh, all-tank army. Oh, you, the you pulled predator, the trigger on that. The armored spearhead or whatever. Where yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like predators or troop choices and stuff like that. So I'm going to do that. I'm jealous. So That's I got to awesome. think of what super heavy tank. I'm thinking of Fellblade in White Scars colors. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fellblade? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Because the army lacks anti-infantry the most. Okay. Well, man, you're going to have a lot to paint. You're not going to be in hobby purgatory no, not once for all very that long, stuff no. arrives and you figure out what you're going to do with this knight. 
yeah, it's going to be so much doop. So, yeah. Uh, so there. Were, oh, and I have to buy a cheese grater, a mini cheese grater. A mini. Is this for like the cheese award at our next event or no, something? No, no. Well, or... it's for uh, it's it's remember you asked me to do it for your secret for your secret Santa. I asked you to do it. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Yes. <laughs> we won't tell. We won't talk about who that's going to. No, but they'll have a tiny little cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Cool, man. All right. Well, if that's all the hobby talk, then let's uh, take a little break here for a second and come back with our main segment with talking to Matt about uh, about painting and hobbying and LVO classes and and more. And hashtag painting. You better be re- <laughs> you better be ready for the more section here, Matt. That's that's where that's where we get serious. <laughs> I'm ready. You ready? <laughs> All right. Awesome. We'll be, cool. guys, we'll be back in a second. And we're back, and we're going to talk about the man, the myth, the legend himself, Matt <laughs> DePetrio. DePietro. DePietro. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. Yeah. I even asked him beforehand, and I still fucked it up. Okay, well. <laughs> so, uh, buddy, we're just going to give you have some questions for you, if that's comfortable. You were good with that. So, sure, right. We're going to start off with our usual questions. Is that what we're, we're, we're gonna doing start off here, too? We're going to big one, which is, uh, who are you, and what kind of man are you? <laughs> Existential crisis right now. Or should, we, should we get your wife on to, to answer that? <laughs> yeah, questions? come on. Come on, Matt's wife. Explain us who Matt is. Um, well, I'm Matt DiPietro, and I'm an artist, a miniature artist. Um, I have been painting miniatures since I was a teenager. So it's been, well, I don't know, uh, 22 years. Math, it will be it will be frightening yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, I can never think about that number i was like wow i've dedicated that much time in my life to this yeah and 12 12 of those years has been doing it professionally so i was the head studio painter at privateer press for almost a decade and painted a large amount of their studio models and then for the last two years i've just kind of and on my own, have my own um, business called Contrast Miniatures, and I, um, you know, paint for private collectors and teach classes and help kind of teach the next generation of miniature painters and kind of pass it, pass my uh, skills on to the next generation. A lot of the things I've learned from you know my own masters, I like to pass that on and. Uh, and uh, I'm really just passionate about my art and about the hobby. And um, yeah, so I do a lot of different types of painting as well. I have uh, a way of painting for gaming and uh, that's a little bit different than what the you know game companies have, have been teaching, kind of based on um, a uh, sketching and, and making a black and white sketch of your highlights and shadows and then adding color to 
to that sketch using thin down paint. And I call this the sketch style. So that's how I paint all my gaming miniatures for myself and then also for my clients. Um, and then I have uh, display quality like painting that I'll do for um, kind of like a, um, so display quality is kind of like what would go on a box, box art sort of thing. Okay. So for a studio, right? And then I have just what I like to call my fine art miniatures, which is not to be like, you know, hoity-toity or anything, but it's just like to set it, set it apart because they're miniatures that are more personal, more about telling a story or having a message and trying to make a connection with people through miniatures mm -hmm. as an art form, which is um, something that I'm really probably the most passionate about where I want to, where I want to go and, um, and kind of be able to tell my own stories, my own, um, you know, have my own message with my, my miniatures, with my art. And, um, to that effect, I'm, you know, taking classes and learning how to sculpt now too. So, um, with the idea of being that I can, uh, kind of, you want to be a Renaissance man. Uh, yeah. Make my own, uh, make my own thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And it, yeah, living, you were telling you're me the it. hobbyist dream, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I am. Uh, I'm living my dreams for sure. Um, that's that's what it's all about. Um, and things have been going really well. Um, I was when I made that leap from, from Privateer Press. I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, I could have failed. It could have just crashed and burned. But uh, you know with some help and with people being excited about what you're doing, you know, you can, you can make it, make it reality. So that's what's happened over the last couple of years. Things have just kind of, uh, the work has shown up and I'm super busy right now. Just got tons of stuff to do. And, uh, yeah, most days I really love, love my work, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we all have bad days, don't we? <laughs> but that's awesome, man. Like that's, uh, as Teo said, you're li living the dream. Like I, I remember seeing some of your busts, and you were kind of describing the the black and white sketch style that you have, and sounds very interesting. Like I, I'm uh, very interested to uh, to hear more from Teo after he uh, takes your class. Um, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely, really, really interesting. Glad to hear that that things are. Are going well. Yeah, um, like a, a good. There's a few um, videos up on Miniature Monthly, which is a Patreon that I'm a part of with Aaron Lovejoy and Elizabeth Beckley. The three of us make okay. two videos. So if you wanted to, you know, learn a little bit about the sketch style, I've made a couple of videos that are up on that Patreon. Oh, Miniature sweet. Monthly. So okay, yeah. <laughs> Two so, other insane hobbyists there that you yeah. casually throw out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of teamed up, and um, we really believe that there's a lot of different perspectives to major painting, and we kind of each have our own way of looking at things. And if you can learn from all three of us, you know, you're gonna not you're not gonna be painting just like one of us, you're going to kind of come up with your own style, maybe your own way of uh, integrating everything together. And yeah, uh, yeah. so, and also with three painters, we can create a, a lot of content for, for the Patreon. And, and you guys are going to burn yourselves out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, we all have like a, a bunch of other stuff that we're doing as well, so it really helps to have some partners with that because as a miniature artist, um, like if I were to have my own personal Patreon, like that would basically become my job. You know, yeah. if it was successful, it would become my job, and you know, I could I wouldn't have the time to do a lot of the sort of my own personal project where I'm trying to grow as an artist and stuff. I think it I'd probably end up, um, you know just doing the patreon thing so well yeah it's it's a lot of work right (laughs) like it's it's nice that you can kind of spread the load of you know share the the load frodo share (laughs) the load (laughs) (laughs) um when you were talking about like the whole changeover i was just like looking at your face adoringly and I could, <laughs> and I could tell that you almost have never said it out loud, like all the changes you had, because you're like thinking about it, like, oh my god, like so much has changed in the past little bit here. <laughs> it, uh, it, I mean, it's like it's been a bit of a, so much of a roller coaster that it's like I don't even have time to think about it. Like I can't stop and think. <laughs> I just gotta do. Just I keep just gotta, rushing. Just keep. Yeah. Just keep painting. Rushing. Just keep painting, painting, painting. Just keep painting. So, so do you, in your approach with, you know, you just went through all these different kind of style or like levels or different ways that you paint. Do you still approach it with that same kind of black and white sketch style, no matter whether it's like you're doing army as a commission or if you're doing like a bust, is that kind of generally your, your approach or does it kind of depend on your you know, what your client wants and things like that. Um, Yeah. Like for the sketch style stuff, that's um, how I do all the the sketch style stuff because it's really efficient. Um, For uh, my, um, my other levels, either the display quality or fine art level, there's a lot more variation that goes into it. And um, I actually have like a ton of different methods that I know how to paint. Um, okay. at the fine art level, I might uh, really start in a different manner, but I I've really switched over to doing some form of sketching, some form of, form of uh, rough work at the beginning of my process, and then moving into uh, refinement from there. Um, you, you know, you run into a lot of painters where their method they might they might be like, oh today I'm going to paint his gauntlet or whatever and just do the gauntlet and the gauntlet will be like perfect. Right. I can't do, I've tried to do that and it drives me insane. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't recommend doing it that way. Um, because like, you know, that gauntlet might be perfect and they might move on to the next bit, you know, do the, his elbow pad and the shoulder pad and whatever. And like, even though like each individual bit might be perfect when you get to the finished product, like, you know, they might not fit together correctly. So um, having more of a global idea of what the light's doing, and that's actually um, one of the things I'm most interested and passionate about is just painting light and, like, really have it well thought out what all the different light sources are doing and and really um, working with that first. So... um, yeah, there's there's a, actually a lot of different ways to sketch. Not necessarily in black and white. You can work with color, um, and sometimes with the busts, it really depends on uh, what I'm into, what I want to 
practice on or get better at um, or just what what I feel like doing. So another another method, um, one that I learned from Alfonso Geraldes when he was here um, is called wet sketching, which is okay. uh, it's a series of wet blended sketches that you layer on top of each other. So you start okay. out. Um, this is so beyond my comprehension right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to work really fast because the paint's all wet at the same time. So you just like you paint, uh, you know, these general shapes, general areas, and then that you kind of are blending things together. It's all wet at the same time on the model. And once you get to the, once you feel like your sketch has captured what you want it to do, you know, it will look really rough and everything. You just take your blow dryer. You might blow dry that sketch to dry it. And then you do another like wet blended sketch on top of that, refining what you already have, and yeah. just work more towards uh, becoming more and more refined. And then at a certain point, you know, you you start slowing down and maybe you know doing the details or whatever. Or sometimes like you might get to a point where it's like even though it's rough, it's really like it's expressing what you wanted to do, and you just like I'm that's done for that's me. Good for me, yeah. Interesting. So, Teo, maybe that's what uh, Captain Jitters was trying to do with some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it w- a, were a his models. Glaze? Yes, was doing a coffee glaze to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just listening to you, and I'm just like, I, I feel like such a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> well, not after your class. Man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I gotta take Mark. We'll convince you to come over up to Vancouver Island and do a painting course too. That's yeah, my, for that's, sure. That's my life goal right now. That'd be great. I could. Uh, I would. We've, we've a few got different skin courses doing different um, types of things. I have one that's like for bust painting. If people are into that, and I have another really great weekend course on sketch style for people who are more into uh, doing, you know, hobby wargaming and that sort of thing. So that one's like ideal for like the hobby wargamer who wants yeah. a, just a different approach that will help them get their models, you know, on the table, but also uh, without, um, so like there's, diff- there's ways to get your models on the table, but it's really quickly, but they, you might not be making a lot of choices. It might be just, you know, dipping or, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but with the sketch style, you're making choices about the light, you're learning things, and you're getting, you know, a practice on things that are going to be applicable for you as you grow as a painter. And that's that. That's the, um, you know, goal of that style is not only to give people the tools that they need to get their models on the table quickly and have them look really awesome, but also it's teaching you stuff that you're going to need you're going to use as you grow as a painter and become a better painter. Um, whereas with some of these other styles you might learn, it's actually the opposite where you have to unlearn stuff and, and, and consciously stop doing certain things you might have learned to do before. You know, psycho so, conditioning you, almost. You keep sounding like Yoda to me. Like, first yeah, you're like talking, isn't it like... You're t- like you first, you're saying pass on what you've learned, and now you're talking about unlearn what you've learned. Yes, painting Yoda here. So yeah, I definitely think that you know we could we will have to talk to you in the future about doing that. We're getting Cat and Caleb to come up uh, in July to do their 101 uh, course from CK Studio, so that uh, to get a couple people off my back after going down to Seattle and doing their course, and now they're like, hey. 
why don't you teach me some of those skills? I'm like, no, no, no. We got to, you got to take this course. It's yeah. not, uh, I'll, I'll just butcher trying to teach people anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I'm interested is like, is most of this style, like the sketch style or generally your, your painting approach, do you do that with a brush or airbrush or a combination of both? Um, how do you, how do you approach things? Um, so if I'm just doing for gaming, um, I'll, I always start with a spray, um, either with the airbrush or with just rattle cans. Like for gaming, I like to use the rattle cans, even oh, yeah. though it okay. has a bit of like a visual texture, sort of a speckling to things. I think that's okay um, because the models are meant to be viewed from, you know, arm's length while you're gaming. And, um, and the rattle cans are just quicker than using the airbrush because there's this startup cost to using the airbrush and like a cleanup cost to using the airbrush. Um, but if I'm painting for display or for fine art level, I will use the airbrush to start with. So okay. cool. just because it's a smoother effect. And for those levels, I'm going to be blending and kind of trying to get things a little bit more smooth and refined. It's so just starting using the airbrush um, uh, is is why I do. So I, I use both. I'm not one that uses the airbrush for an extensive amount of my painting, but a okay. lot of times I will use the airbrush to start with just to kind of yeah. give the impression of the light, and then I'll refine that impression that I put on the model. I even have some tricks to make that the smoothness of the airbrush per, like perfectly smooth. Uh, if you have a few uh, little tricks for that. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're, we're, we'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you up to Vancouver Island and treat you nice. <laughs> like, there's no way it's not going to happen now. We'll figure out how to do it. You're so close as it is. Just just a short yeah. clipper ferry yeah. away. Mm -hmm. Just don't bring weathering powders up with you. I found that out the hard way coming back from uh, from the from my little trip down there for for CK Studios. But uh, oh yeah. The the border patrol gets your powders <laughs> yeah they really they really didn't like like me transporting powders thank god i didn't have any like white you know powders so that would yeah. just be really stupid but uh yeah they eventually let me go <laughs> uh so now you've talked a bit about your painting style and kind of what you're doing so you are teaching courses at the lvo Wanted to give yeah. us a little rundown of which ones you're doing there. Yeah, for sure. Um, the big class that's really cool is I'm teaching one with Seth, like you were saying, um, about dioramas. Um, I, it, Seth and I have pretty different approaches to uh, making dioramas, but we both really love the art of it. And uh, I, I really like his work. So, um, you know, he had mentioned that maybe doing a, like a, joint class would be cool. So I said, yeah, let's go for it. And uh, so we're kind of going to be tag teaming that class, talking about um, different different methods of uh, creating dioramas, how, how we go about our process and uh, how we, you know, brainstorm, everything from brainstorming ideas to like finishing steps. So um, we're going to, you know, kind of, talk about our different ways of, of doing things with the creating dioramas and shadow boxes and that sort of thing. Um, so that, that's going to be a really cool class. It'll be the first time I, I've really taught that class and, um, and worked with Seth, Seth on it. So 
I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that, and uh, hopefully people will like it, and we'll we'll do it again next year. Um, and then I have my awesome Seth is uh, (laughs) is a wizard. (laughs) So yeah, that's very cool that you guys are teaming up together. Yeah, we do we do things a bit differently. Like uh, Seth is a bit more seat of his pants, sort of uh, like you know, <laughs> a bunch of stuff. At it, which I I really appreciate that. I I love that that sort of uh, mindset. I I like getting into that mindset. But for me, when I'm doing a diorama, uh, a lot of times I like to plan a lot more and really get things like you know, <laughs> I'm a bit more scientific. Um, I guess. Okay. Is more, Put it um, and really have things a bit planned meticulously, but then I also plan in parts where it's like, well, I don't know exactly how this part's going to go, and I'm just going to, you know, wing it and see what comes out, you know. So I'm a bit, a bit, a, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B sort of thing in my own work. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, it should be interesting to, I think that people will get too pretty different uh, takes on um, dioramas, but, and I think that's really valuable because sometimes people can, you know, take a class and then they think that it's like, oh, this is how it's done. And uh, they don't realize that it's like, that's just one of many different approaches. And uh, it can be good to get like two perspectives at once. So they can feel like not only is there more than one way to do things, there could be like a third way is your own way, you know, maybe a combination of both of those together or like, uh, you know, combining with your own, your own methods and your own take on things. So I think that's valuable. Well, and, it makes uh, sense. Like everybody learns differently and retains information differently. So having multiple methods and multiple ways in the same class could be super helpful for people. Same result, yeah, different so. learning method. <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty cool. I think we're going to kind of touch on a lot of different things. I don't think we're going to go like super in depth on any one subject just because there's so many different things that goes into it, but um, it should be pretty fun. And then I have my uh, blending boot camp class, which is a new class that I'm uh, teaching this year. Before I would, uh, I had a I mean, I would teach uh, the two brush blending method uh, just because. Uh, that's one that not like a not lot of not excuse me uh, not a lot of people are teaching that method of blending, uh, but now I I've kind of changed up the class and it's a blending boot camp so I actually demonstrate three different methods of blending. Okay. I'll be showing the whole class how to wet blend, how to blend with glazes, and how to blend using the tear brush blending method, um, and then talk about you know, kind of the advantages of each technique and also the disadvantages of the technique when when the technique is, like, really powerful and does its best work and when it might be better to use one of the other techniques. And that okay, way, very interesting. it's kind of a survey of the different blending techniques. So you get an idea of, like, what kind of techniques are out there, you know, and then mm-hmm. what they're good at. So, um, and then that will kind of give you an idea of, like, you know, what you might want to learn in the future. So not only am I like a demo those three, yeah, and then after that, um, everybody in the class gets to choose one of those three techniques to try it themselves. Um, so you'll be practicing one of the three techniques and I'll be coming around like and helping out and uh, making sure that 
um, you know, you're picking that technique up. So you should leave the class knowing how to blend using one of these methods, as well as knowing about the other two for, you know, future study and, uh, you know, some, um, so kind of pointing you in a direction to grow in. Um, because I really think that knowing a couple methods or even all three of those methods to blend makes you, makes your painting, you know, your painting will be more powerful. Um, you'll be more efficient and that's always makes painting a bit more enjoyable, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So you can um, bring that... my power level over 9,000? <laughs> uh, hopefully. <laughs> you've got to uh, you got to wear heavy boots and uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the third class I'm teaching is on sketch style, which I already talked a bit about. Um, it's just going to be a demonstration. So uh, I think the class is either an hour and a half or two hours. I think it's an hour and a half. We're doing these, uh, and basically I'll talk a bit about the sketch style, and then I'll demo, and I'll paint a model from start to finish and during the class. So it's just an hour and a half, I paint a model demonstrating the technique, so you get the idea of it, but um, in that short amount of time, you can see a model go from very beginning stages all the way to the finished uh, stage. How I uh, you know, do my gaming style um, models. And I always try to, when I'm, when I'm painting for the gaming table, I try to keep my time to about an hour a piece, every model. Mm -hmm. Although you can even get a bit faster when you um, assembly line things, but that's kind of like my, uh, my goal when I'm doing those. So it, it actually works really well for these class because you get a little bit of time to talk about things and then people get to see the see models. Action. Speed, you know. Nice. So. Yeah. My dream to be able to complete a miniature in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely achievable, definitely doable um, with the sketch style. So, and and not only that, it's not just like you know you paint in an hour and it's like uh, just dipped or you know base coat washed. It's got highlights and shadows on it and a lighting effect and and everything. And awesome. and the cool thing with that, uh, uh, you can you can do like object source lighting, like things that are glowing on the model, you can do non-metallic metals, and it's a, it's actually a good way to practice all of those things um, in, in an efficient and quick way, because you can uh, just focus on the lighting in, um, in isolation for everything else. So it's, it's a pretty cool method. I'm looking forward to teaching that. So those are the three classes I'm teaching at LVO, and hopefully um, I, I will see you guys there. But uh, I thought there was a fourth. Um, I think I <laughs> there's a, there's a fourth listed. <laughs> What's listed? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just pull it up. It's um the we talked about oh um the artistic flesh tones for busts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, busts. Uh, so I have a bust painting class doing artistic flesh tones, and uh, that's a, my kind of advanced class. So every every yeah. um, convention I go to, I like to teach one be one um, sort of beginner or uh, base basic level painting, which is the sketch style thing. And then I like to paint, do one uh, intermediate um, class, the, the blending boot camp. 
And then this is like my advanced class, along with the diorama class. Um, so it's about painting busts and creating artistic flesh tones on a bust. So in that class, it's, a, it's another demonstration class, but it's really pretty fun because you can see uh, the bust really like go from beginning stages. I'll have a, I'll have a, a sketch of the highlights and shadows, the kind of the black and white sketch on my bust to start with. And then I, um, you know, paint the flesh to basically like close to the finished uh, level. It's, yeah. And like it's unbelievable. Like I, I, your, your gullum bust that you did. Yeah. I remember looking at that one and it like, it looked like a a painting yeah and, uh, like a fine art painting and i was sh like it didn't look my i, I was like you know s scratching my eyes or rubbing my eyes being like is am i seeing what i think i'm seeing like i yeah the the how you deal with the the shadows and the light and everything it's just unbelievable like i uh, it, truly inspiring some of the work that I've seen. And, and I guess that's the, that'd be the same kind of, I'm assuming the same kind of a, um, approach that you did with the, um, the guy holding the, the fish in that, in that fish. bust and, and the, the, the Eskimo bust that, that you have as well. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. dude, un, unbelievable. I, I'm I'm hoping that you're not traveling with those and just bringing pictures because yeah, <laughs> well, there will be actual busts with me. I I always like to I I am going to travel with them. I like to bring them so that people can see the busts in person. I I should have a little presentation with some more pictures and things, but I always try to bring some with me. And uh, yeah, um, the process is really cool, and one of the reasons it looks like a fine art painting is I actually am basing my techniques off of some fine art techniques um, about so it. Is, is that what did you go to to school? Is that how you were yeah, originally you trained? I didn't go to any fancy art schools or anything. Um, I did take some a lot of art classes when I went to um, college. But yeah, I didn't go to any fancy colleges or anything like that. But uh, I've done. I do. I mean, I think that um, really anybody who wants to learn art, they don't necessarily have to go to a fancy school. Like you can. There's a lot of great artistic resources out there for people who are interested. And um, totally, is yeah, your Patreon just, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> no, I, 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 it's. I just asked because it 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 almost seems like you know you call it your fine art approach and it seemed you know, it i would just default to be like oh well this guy has obviously done like a fine arts degree or or something oh, yeah. along those lines but uh yeah <laughs> really breathtaking it, it, listeners as you're just google matt's name and you know check out some of the busts because it's it's truly uh, unbelievable some of the work that you've you've done definitely uh if I can only become like a quarter as good <laughs> at some of these oh, techniques, uh, I'm, I'm like I'm looking insanely. at the Smeagol one right now. Actually, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It, it did make me <laughs> chuckle when AJ put it in our like uh, our chat thing because it just made me think about my uh, share the load. <laughs> yeah, that that's not why I was sending. No, it. it's, it's like look at this. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite thing. I, I love uh, busts, and I really, I, I really love portraits and um, 
I think that you can really make a connection with somebody with a bust because um, with the expression and I think it's just natural for people to feel empathy for, uh, you know, a portrait. And um, I'm all about sort of making that connection maybe making somebody feel something or, or um, you know, uh, make a connection with the art. So I feel emotionally connected to you right now. So that helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> So, so for these classes, um, if, if if people want to come, is there anything that they need to bring in terms of hobby materials, models, things, things like that? Uh, well, I, we should have everything except for the blending boot camp. You should bring a model and some uh, some paints and brushes. Um, so, if we should, I'll have. Um, some extra stuff in case people forget, but uh, that's that's the one that's more um, sort of interactive. A lot the other two, um, the sketch style one, it's just too short to do an uh, interactive version. Um, so that's just demonstration, and the flesh tones one is just demonstration, just because there's a ton of um, material to cover. And I have I have like whole weekend courses on on those two subjects. Um, where people can interact and everything. But uh, the only class that anybody needs to bring anything for would be the boot camp class. Um, and that's all in the class description, too. So uh, you can check that it's out. It's not it'll, it'll in the class description telling you what you need to bring. Because that's why I missed it. So the whole story of how he's on the podcast originally is that <laughs> I didn't know what to bring. And I had emailed like the coordinator, the whatever. I had gotten no messages back and I don't like that kind of like indecision. So I like message Matt himself. <laughs> I like Facebook creeped and was like, I think this is the guy message him. He's like, totally is. He was super helpful. And I'm like, well, thank you for all that information. I'll go buy those immediately. And uh, then I was, I was like, and I have a podcast. You want to come on? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm happy to be on this is fun <laughs> well i can already tell you right now we're going to try to get you for painting course and would definitely love to have you on after adepticon to see how you did with your new secret project sure yeah um that would be fun i would love to come on again and talk about the secret project and everything and you know uh whether i do well as far as the competition goes or not it it really is going to depend but um I know for sure that the project is going to be awesome. I'm going to be happy with that. So I'll be happy one way or the other. <laughs> you know, I'm pushing myself to into new areas and growing with this piece. So win or lose, I've already won, you know. On a uh, personal you, level. On a personal level. I, I would That's what's so. important. <laughs> <laughs> I've competed a lot over the years, and I think and it's hard not to get it's I would I would even say it's impossible to not get emotionally invested in a competition when you've really put your heart and soul into your piece, but I think that um, I, I've learned to remind myself that whether or not you like get that gold trophy or not, you're you're growing as a as an artist, and uh, that's that that's the real reward, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I think. And how, how uh, many like hours do you put into a uh, competition piece like what you're working on now or some of your past um, competition pieces 
Well, I'm a really fast player, so, um, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to, I, I think, um, the Ice Fisherman, I probably put a hundred hours into that piece. Holy. I, but that, that, yeah. that includes all the sculpting I did too, because, uh, that fish that went over his back, like it, the sculpt, it, it was only half a fish. So I had to sculpt half the back half of that fish. Oh, are you serious? I, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mind just is blown <laughs> that's amazing man like i thought that was incredible beforehand that you actually was able able to match that up so nicely that's not where i always you know fall apart in terms of my sculpting my very basic sculpting that i've ever done is kind of getting it to blend nicely with the the actual base model that's in that's incredible man yeah it was really stressful because you know that that fish and that whole model, um, well, both models um, that I put together and combined for that uh, piece were sculpted by Romain Van de Bergart, who's one of the best sculptors of busts in the world, um, you know, in the scene. Uh, so <laughs> to have to sculpt such a, a resculpt a huge part of it, uh, try to get it to match was pretty um, stressful. But I felt like you know I had learned enough about sculpting that. You know, I'd give it a shot, and um, once I figured out how he had done all the little fish scales, um, it, it went went pretty well. But uh, you know, I, I figured out they had used a mechanical pencil to make the scales. Oh, so, <laughs> really? So I just got another my own mechanical pencil. I started making the scales. I had a theory about how he had done it, and it turned out that it was correct, and they matched exactly. So it's kind of hard to tell. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, there's a whole method to it. Like you couldn't, I couldn't sculpt the fish and then put the scales in one layer. You want to sculpt the muscles of the fish, like um, slightly <laughs> smaller than it will be normally. <laughs> so you sculpt the muscles and how it's laying, and then you do this really thin layer of green stuff on top of that that you make the scales in. So it's like you you sculpt the the skin after you've sculpted the muscles. If you try to do it all at once, it, it won't work. <laughs> That's the big thing That's with sculpting. Crazy. Most, <laughs> most mistakes with sculpting is because people are trying to do too much at one time. And you have to do it in like a more systematic way. Just, I found. Just <laughs> dropping some knowledge bombs on us this entire episode. <laughs> That's what That's I'm here for. That's, That's what you're here for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I... Yeah, I, I definitely will. You know, I'm not too sure if I'll be doing any classes at LVO, but I'll definitely have to pop by and see uh, see some of the stuff that you brought brought in for it. Um, come and bug yeah. bug uh, Chad and Teo <laughs> at the very <laughs> least. Oh yeah, I I can I'm I'm already excited to see how much uh, my own personal painting grows after this uh, after LVO. Cool. Yeah. Uh... I have some um, some interesting stuff coming up on Miniature Monthly that uh, about using iridescent and color changing effects on the on the models because uh, for that fish on the ice fisherman, you know the, the fish scales and it, how it all um, you know sparkles and it has like yeah. uh, so uh, I just finished doing the video for teaching that effect. And that will be up on Miniature Monthly soon. 
Um, I painted a Sea King uh, for um, for a client, and there got you go, AJ. Cool... I just sent you the link for it. We'll sign up today. <laughs> okay. awesome i think I, I will definitely be doing that as soon as we're off here yeah so we're doing one video on doing fish scales and that will be coming out first and then the next video uh, um is on uh doing um feathers like uh almost color changing and iridescent um feather work so all of I... our alpha legion players and all of our uh blood angels players need to sign up <laughs> yeah, and uh, thousand thousand suns too, because I I developed the uh, the feather effect for doing Magnus. Oh. I did a oh yeah, forty k Magnus. I also painted thirty k Magnus too. So uh, check the, out what was your favorite to paint? Oh, uh, they were both really cool. Uh, I did the <laughs> fire for thirty k Magnus. So the fire goes from like pink. It it does a whole rainbow like sort of color changing fire. That one looks really cool. I have to admit that I just I think I liked 40k Magnus more just because the wings are really awesome. Oh, <laughs> I really yeah. had a great... It's a it lot was... bigger too, right? It's, it's so more surface bigger. area to play to play with. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I made mine a lot more streamlined than the whole thing. That that model is really cool because you can um, totally decide to leave um, equipment off of it or put as much. Uh, on it as you want so i left off the big horny armor that he has like the, <laughs> the horny armor i like that <laughs> <laughs> and uh i think he looks a lot better that way so um and well, you don't you don't like the the nipple horns <laughs> no. <laughs> not, some people love nipple horns and some people don't like nipple horns and i'm yeah. i'm not a horn man myself you don't see <laughs> horn man I, I, I think if, if, you know, my Magnus, I'd probably just, like, I'd put, like, you know, I just think he'd be, like, store, like, snacks or something for later. Like, oh, I'm just going to stick a sandwich on here for later in the battle. Or, yeah. Like, what do you do? What do you do with that other than, like, you know, they just get in the way. That's <laughs> I'm surprised know. they didn't give him a horned cod piece. That's, that <laughs> might just be pushing it a little. You could, you could modify yours, you know, just <laughs> take one of the boob horns and put it on his cod piece. Yes, exactly. You um, hang your jacket. There you go. Hang your jacket <laughs> off it. Yeah. All the Primark parties is just like Magnus in the corner with a bunch of coats on him. <laughs> He's a coat jack. Off the table with the boob armor. <laughs> so now that we've known a little bit more about you and your amazing painting and making me feel like a piece of crap, it's uh, a... <laughs> um, Good broad question because I think this is, you're the first like super high end painter we've ever had on here. So I want to ask you a question: If you could paint any heresy model, what would it be? Oh geez, um, oh that's a good question. Um, I like all of them. Like I mean, all all of the Primark models are awesome. I mean. I think Magnus was my favorite one, and I just painted him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's he's an awesome model. Yeah. But I, I'm assuming it, it would be something from the character series. That that's what I'm assuming you're asking, Teo. Or I guess no, it could no, be it could be anything. Like I don't know. Like some people have a pension for just some big like, basic one of the, some of the specialty units, like the fire drakes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's it was definitely one of the Primarchs. Uh, I just. Um, 
really dig those ones. Uh, yeah. All right, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the um, the salamander is primark. I really I dig okay. that one. Uh, yeah, I think if I had the next one, I'd do be that one. <laughs> okay, so any of our Salamanders listeners, uh, you could commission Gilbert. them to paint them. Yeah, Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> commission Matt to do your Vulcan. Also, that uh, Raven, that Raven Guard Primark is badass too. <laughs> uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's he's super cool. Well, maybe that's what I'll do. I'll commission you to do a Korax for me for my uh, teaching people how to play the game. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. It's like I won't say no to more work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you have your you have your the Patreon you're doing, you're doing the courses, and then do we talk about your personal like commission company yet? Uh not much. Yeah, that's uh, contrast miniatures. So um, that's kind of my own personal company which I'll do commissions at the three different types of commissions like i was talking about and then uh you know uh also just doing private private coaching um in seattle uh so if people are in the seattle area or willing to travel we do private coaching sessions in my studio um and yeah so that's kind of like my bread and butter work where i do a lot of uh commission work at all different types of levels for different different types of people um so I, I really enjoy all types of painting and um um so i like to like offer a lot of different a lot of different options for people um depending on you know what kind of what kind of thing they want to have done and uh what kind of uh, budget they have so i i really have a lot of different options so you really to... work with people about what they want to do yeah yeah I really think that like if somebody wants something painted by me, they can get something painted by me. Not everything I sell, you know, is super expensive. You know, uh, like buying a piece of art. You know, I do that uh, and sell sell pieces at like art art style pieces at art style prices. But there's also the sketch style and display quality for people who are more into gaming and more functional sorts of pieces that they're not going to feel like. You know, oh, I can't play with this because it's kind of, I'm going to mess it up. It's just really, you know, it will still be like a, uh, really cool pieces for gaming that really enhance their gaming experience and they really enjoy but aren't going to, you know, totally, um, you know, be outside of their price range. Or maybe it's just a character painted in the sketch style, you know, uh, to put in their cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, when also, you were talking about your uh, private your private sessions, all I had yeah. in my head was, I'll be a private painter, painting for money, paint what you want me to paint. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you are to me now the Tina Turner of professional painters. That's pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> All right, well, we know what to use for, like, walk-in music. Yeah. yeah. We're happy you have uh, to teach a class in Victoria. Some Tina Turner. Some Tina Turner. Just blasting. Just blasting. Walk in like a wrestling champ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so we we got we know the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Matt, and we got your your company, your Patreon, your courses. Um, obviously, what your favorite thirty k model is to paint. <laughs> that's this very important thing. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, anything else you want to drop some bombs on us? Like ones. <laughs> ones, just ones, all of them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to add before we finish this little interview? Oh, what'd you say? It kind of whipped out there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think that that's uh, that's about all I'm doing these days. Oh, wait, no, we we didn't talk about sculpting. Yeah, no, right. sorry, sculpting. Oh, sculpting, yeah. <laughs> You're just doing too much, man. As if I didn't have more more things to do. But uh, yeah, every Wednesday I go in, I, I sculpt from life with a group. So we have a live oh, yeah. model, and uh, we're sculpting um, from life and learning anatomy and um, all the things to, that go into that. So I'm hopefully in the next few years going to get to the point where I'm happy with my work enough that I'll be um, sculpting my own busts or even full figures and you know maybe even getting them cast up and selling them. I don't know. I don't know where we're going to yeah. go with that. I know, I know for sure I'm not, I'm not interested in – Becoming a sculptor for a gaming company or working in that industry, yeah, I, but more to of the make artistic my, volume uh, of it, yeah. So are yeah, you well, working like what's kind of obviously you're not working at miniature scale this size. You're kind of doing. Are you working with clay or or for yeah, the, the class that you're taking? Or at the moment, I'm working with a uh, water-based clay just because it's faster than working with um with like a, a epoxy clay like a green stuff or or right. whatever so with green stuff you have to work in uh, stages and like cure between each stage of course yeah basically you it it uh you know kind of firms up at, over a much shorter period of time so you can work faster but i am sculpting at like a pretty small scale like a one-sixth scale so that's like a common okay. bust scale so yep. um yeah i'm getting practice at that scale um and I am kind of running into some limitations of water-based clay at that scale. So, just for the, I, the detail of it, or uh, it, yeah, because the grid of the clay is a little bit uh, coarse for doing right. the really fine stuff like eyes and that sort of thing. You can get like pretty good, but um, it, not quite the miniature level of uh, detail. Um, but that that's not important. Like, it's better to learn about yeah. You have to learn all the like uh, the under underpinnings of the of the musculature and this and the bone structure and stuff like that before you learn to do the details. Because it doesn't matter how good your details are, how detailed it is. If you if like his skull's like misshapen or <laughs> you know things are a little bit wongly, um, your sculpt will look weird, right? So. Uh, um, yeah, that, that's actually the thing I'm – that's actually my best day of the week is when I can go in and sculpt because <laughs> it lets my mind uh, um, work in a completely different way. And actually, I've found that learning the anatomy and learning all about sculpting has made me a better painter too. Um, well, so I guess because you learn like how like essentially light and or color would work under certain areas and yeah, that makes sense to me at least. Yeah. 
how if you learn how the the anatomy of these um so on the bust everything is like blown up really big so um if you can learn how the anatomy of say the lips and the eyes um go together you can paint that in a, in a more interesting ways i think um so yeah i i've just been really enjoying the sculpting aspect of things and uh that's like the um where i want to go in the future so awesome yeah. awesome um, yeah. I wanted to ask, <laughs> so someone who's competed quite a bit um, and someone who's obviously been painting forever, what would be the best advice you'd give someone who's starting to get into painting competition or wanting to elevate their painting from tabletop to something a little more high class or fine art, as you would I, say? Go to one of yeah. Matt's classes. Go to Matt's classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to classes is definitely a great way to do it and uh, getting... Um, a lot of different perspectives from people. Um, let's see, yeah, get, getting into competition, I think I kind of talked about it earlier, about, um, you know, like, not having it be all about winning, you know, because I think that people can put themselves under, like, some pretty intense pressure, and it can be, it can be hard to not imagine, you know, winning as you're working on the piece, like, in really putting your all into it, but, you know, um, I think that's just a realistic way of approaching it. I, I don't think you should, you know, expect that you're going to put your first competition in and knock it out of the park unless you're, you know, some super wizard. Like it's <laughs> some I, painting I, I think, wizard. You know, baby steps. I've heard a few other um, competition guys say the same thing. Like, you know, start with baby baby steps. Like, oh, I want to get at least in. It, every painting competition works differently, but I, I know with uh, listening to a guy that has won a couple golden demons like yourself, and and uh, what's the other one? The the sword. I'm totally blanking Slayer on the sword? name of. Thank you. Uh, but you know the way that they do that. Those I'm told is like you get a pin if you you know are kind of like a, a finalist or going to the one of the last rounds, and then you know there's different steps. So it's, it's you know. Starting out small and trying to eventually get up there. I think you're right. If you build yourself up to like, oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win a golden demon my first century. I think that's a little bit unrealistic. Just like same thing with going to a tournament where, you know, if you're going to a competitive tournament, I don't think you should be going there thinking like, oh, I'm gonna win and it's my first competition. You know, my first tournament. That's kind of not real <laughs> realistic. No, it's not. Yeah, but just going in and like saying, you know, whatever is going to happen, it happens. And that it, the, the interesting thing is, like, by the time you actually have your piece finished and you're going in, you know, uh, to compete, like, you've already, like I was saying, you've kind of already won. If you push yourself into a new area and improved, like, the competition is already, like, you know, it's a moot point almost be a positive thing yeah. right whether or not you you win but um uh, so the advice i would give to people if it's your first competition is to get feedback from the judges um on your piece and it's it's interesting like every judge is going to be different and sometimes they even will give you uh like um competing sort of advice but you know that can kind of just indicate that there's more than one way to do things 
but I did like hearing from the judges and what they're interested in seeing can be helpful. Um, but uh, just getting that feedback can, I think, is is positive um, because, especially, it's, and I would even say, especially if you're um, disappointed with the result of the competition, getting the feedback from the judges can really help. Uh, yeah. Kind of give you a bit of. You can only learn by losing. Yeah, um, you know I've I've competed a lot and I've won I've won uh, enough and I've I've lost enough to have a perspective, you know. So yeah, and getting uh, the getting not necessarily go, not going to the judges and asking, well, what did I do right? You know, not that there's a right or wrong, but maybe like what can I do to improve? Is the you know instead of hey, what what did you like about my miniatures? Maybe not the best best way to approach those questions yeah i mean i think that uh, uh hopefully the judges are prepared to give critique you know then <laughs> i mean if they uh, are judging they should be thinking about um each of the pieces and what they liked or didn't like about it um whenever i judged because i judged um the p3 painting competition for a number of years um i would always and we always really like heavily encouraged people to come and talk to us after that competition. And I, it was, it, and it became a really positive thing um, because people would be coming in to pick up their, their entries. And then we could sit down and just like have, you know, a minute or <laughs> even 30 seconds, just talking over the piece. And we started with, you know, what worked and what I liked about the piece, you know, and there's always something, there's always, you know, positive aspects to every every piece that goes in. So we talk about that. And then I'll talk about, um, and then I always move into the things that might have held them back or, um, you know, um, and maybe the, the things that could be improved about it. And then the, the last thing I always do is, like, give them a direction, like, work on this next thing next. Like, the next thing you need to work on. You give them thing. the shit sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I think they're really helpful. I, I, and uh, when you when you judge a competition like that, or when you go to these competitions, the same competition a few years in a row, you can see people's improvement over the years. You know, like um, and to see to see that and. Uh, to talk to people year after year and hear about uh, their stories and seeing them improving is actually really uh, gratifying. I really, it's one of the best things about this job is feeling like you're making an impact, a positive uh, influence on people's lives. You know, so that's important yeah. to me. Yeah, Sweet, I think that uh, I think a I think a painting competition can do that can can be that for people if you have the right if you come in with the right attitude, it can be a really positive experience and. You don't have to be the uh, best painter or a real competitor to have a positive experience with the painting competition. And I really encourage everybody to to try it. If that if that's something that someone wants to do, they should do it and just get the get the feedback and keep coming back year after year. And you know, one of these one of those years, you're going to be you know competing for the top prizes and stuff after coming back in enough time. So I really I, I recommend it for people. Yeah. <laughs> Compete. Right on. 
show me your stuff and I'll tell you what I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've wanted to do it for a couple of years. I've just uh, I need to I need to sit down and actually apply myself. I've never I've kind of always approached it where I get a model at the end and I'm like, oh wow, maybe I could actually you know throw this into a, a painting competition. And I've I've definitely done a lot of the armies on parades for with Games Workshop and actually walked away with a couple prizes from that. Um, but yeah, single miniatures is definitely the next thing I want to try to dive into. So maybe, maybe next year, definitely well, not this I year. I definitely want to run our own painting competition. <laughs> if we could, you can judge that one, man. I don't, I don't know. I we'll, we'll just send all our pictures to Matt and be like, what's the best. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Matt? <laughs> uh, it's a hard thing to do, man. I like, I, I wouldn't, it, it's it, it's a tough thing to do. I definitely looked at some of the things that have been in previous painting competitions, and you know, I wouldn't want to make those calls. It'd be very tough. Sometimes you have a something that's very clearly ahead of the pack than other ones, but uh, sometimes it'd be almost like a coin toss for me. <laughs> but mm. yeah, yeah, you definitely get in these situations where. Um... You know, either either piece could win, and uh, you just kind of got to make a call on. Um, and and different judges handle that differently. Some judges will, when they get into that situation, they'll look at both pieces and look for errors. And I actually don't. Um, you know, they might turn your model upside down and see if there's like some something that is <laughs> or something. Uh, and oh, that'd like, be sad. I paint the bottoms of my miniatures, so. Oh yeah, I mean you should, but <laughs> you feel like that's that's not how I like to judge. If I come to come to that uh, like last stage and there's a few different pieces that could win, really like maybe maybe that's where the um, the tiebreaker should be. Maybe creativity or you know what what was the most creative use or something that was, was really surprising. Things like that, yeah. 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 Rather, rather than looking for, you know, <laughs> minute flaws. Uh, but if, if flaws. you look for the upside down thing, like if I was up against Caleb, I'd maybe actually win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not that I'm anywhere near Caleb's level, but I know he, he never painted under, the undersides of his miniatures. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. One year at Crystal Brush, I had a model where there was a, um, it was this piece called Mongo Gets a Boo Boo. So it's like Mongo Dark Age, and he's like uh, been walking through this trash heap, and he's like uh, stepped on a piece of glass, and he's like falling backwards into the trash, right? And he's oh, got these like I actually remember that. yeah, okay, yeah, got these things attached to his arms. They're like these big uh, concrete blocks, and one of them is like facing directly towards the ground because he's falling backwards, and. Like this thing, it, if it was in real life, it would be in like deep shadow that you couldn't see anything on it. But I just knew that like a judge is going to turn my model upside down and like look and see if I painted that. <laughs> 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 so I ended up uh, painting freehand on that bit just for the ju that judge that was going to turn it over. Um, and on the blocks, there were all these um, like um, stencils and things, some of them based off of Banksy or some of the other like street artists that I really liked. So I have yeah. one of Banksy's monkeys on the bottom, and it says, awesome. We can't all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. so, uh, so it was a little Easter egg for the judge. Um, 
Um, and that bottle did pretty good that year, so maybe they saw it. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but that's actually one of the things that can be a bit, uh, <laughs> like, uh, nerve-wracking as a competitor in one of these high-end competitions like Crystal Brush, where you get to the end where you would normally stop, like, the piece does everything you want it to do. It looks great. You love it. But then you know you have to spend like another, <laughs> you know, I don't know, 20 hours or more. I mean, you could spend an infinite amount of time really just like going through and just tightening everything, making it perfect, making sure that there's no mistakes anywhere on the piece. And that part, fun. that's actually, <laughs> that's like the least part of, yeah. <laughs> part of painting. When you start going a little bit crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and shave your head at two in the morning. <laughs> like eating for the first few times, like don't even do that part. You know, like like save it until, you know, unless you want to. But uh, I mean, it is important at once you get to a certain level. But um, I've also run into enough people who that part is has like killed the desire to do it again for them. So it's like. If it, if it gets to that point where it's, like, killing the desire, that's when you should just be like, you know what? It's done. It's good enough. And I'll spend I'll spend that time on the next piece, you know? Um, yeah. That, that's where I'm – that's my suggestion, anyways. Right on. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that was um, a great interview. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Matt, like, definitely I think we'll be in touch about uh, – potentially bringing you up to Victoria or maybe coming down. If you do any courses uh, popping up in Seattle, definitely shoot us a line and let us know because we we have some eager painters uh, up Wait. north that I know would uh, would love we'll do to the come commute. down and yeah. yeah do the commute. Exactly. And, hey, like there's no better way than traveling on the Clipper where you can hop on, go from downtown to downtown, enjoy a, a nice cheap bottle of wine on the way down. And, uh, <laughs> And I mean, you, like having a course here is going to be fun, you know. I always uh, treat my uh, students right. So yeah, uh, whether I come up, well, you make guys, hell of a burrito. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to come up there and teach in Victoria or um, you know in Canada. I haven't taught a course in Canada yet, so I think that'd be there. We go. We, we'll teach a course uh, at the Bachi T. We'll get you first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks a bunch for coming on. And uh, we'll definitely uh, see you at. Well, I know Teo will see you at LVO, but I'll definitely try and. Uh, oh, I'll coax him. Come drinking with us. I, I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. if you're at LVO, I'll definitely see you there. And if not, uh, after that, um, uh, I, I want to start doing these uh, bunch of courses this next year, but only after Crystal Brush, because up until yeah, like <laughs> up to, <laughs> schedule up until crystal brush is like totally booked right now I'm just like all right man I, i'm getting gray hair just think about it <laughs> you just message us you just message us when may. you're free yeah I'm here until mid-may so we're definitely not gonna have you up while i'm still in germany so <laughs> we should do it for but, my birthday uh, there yeah we go. If, ooh, that's an idea yeah um, but but yeah, if there's any if there's anything you want to ever shout out, just let us know and we'll uh, we'll post it up. Or if you're having any courses uh, in the future and want to come and talk with them, we'd be happy to have you. Great, yeah, I'd love to come on the show again. We'll do it. We'll just... <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Um, we'll go to our end of the show and. Uh... 
I don't know if you saw that, AJ, but John is alive. I know. He's texting me. He's, he's, he says he's he's drinking lots of water and trying to prepare himself. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how hungover he is in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Has this ever happened to you? I'll never understand these painting techniques. I may as well just quit. Well, not anymore with Little Legend Studios Painting Masterclass. Hi. I'm Little Legend. We all struggle with those internet techniques. Airbrushing, wet blending, colour theory. Let me demystify these for you. Come in this January, 13th and 14th, Montreal, Quebec. 20th, 21st, Charlotte, North Carolina. I'll be teaching airbrushing colour theory classes. Bring your dreadnoughts, bring your rhinos. I'll guide you through those advanced weathering and finishing techniques to get the best from your miniatures. With the Little Legends Masterclass system, we'll turn this I am so frustrated by these advanced painting techniques into this. And here is your Crystal Brush Award. Wow, thanks, Little Legend. For more information on the Little Legend Painting Masterclass, please contact littlelegendstudio at gmail.com or agentdarknesspodcast at gmail.com. If hard for heresy for more than eight hours, contact a physician. Crystal Brush, not guaranteed. And we're back with John Short Shorts West. Someone actually got up and is doing a little <laughs> bit hungover. Someone you know, got out a of little bit ass, late. A little bit late. A lot of my to short the, shorts. To the recording. Well, you should be. Like, what, what I'm is in my this? underwear. Does that count? <laughs> if only. Yeah, I'm not. As a, we said before. I don't know what I'm wearing. Shirt. I don't even want. <laughs> hey, I did ask yeah, Matt's I, wife to knit me pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> well, we got John, you know, famous, uh, famous John from uh, from the internet. His short, his his hot thighs, his hot, his hot thighs after uh, after tippers. Um, and we're here to talk about uh, the next Bocce T event of Lanasi, uh 2018. Uh, let me just pull pull up the deets here. We've got uh, this event is. Happening in beautiful Victoria, BC, uh, March 10th through 11th at the Burks Recreation Center. Uh, so it's uh, super easy for people coming over from the mainland, people coming up from Seattle. Um, it's going to end. I've already checked all the ferry times for you, Seattle boys. You can come on Sunday, play the games, and still make it for the the ferry back uh, to Seattle. So. We want to see some U.S. guys. We know that there's already coming They might be out. adding. They might actually be adding another uh, ferry, too. So that's possible that those schedules are about to get more flexible. Ooh, even better. John dropping some knowledge here. So, uh, yeah, tickets bombs. are going to be 40 bucks. 40 bucks a person. Now, the, the way that tickets are, are working right now, um, you can go and you need to get a tabletop uh, weekend pass, which is $40. Um, when you buy that pass currently, uh, or at least currently as of this recording, you can't um, actually register for the 30K event. But once you buy your ticket, it will ask you for your email. Once all the registration for the events go down, um, then you'll get an email asking you guys to um, you know, go onto the website and choose the event that you're 
playing in. And I believe we've got 32 spots. So yeah. potentially uh, this will be, or potentially it's going to be our biggest event yet so far. So uh, yeah, you know, and AG we're won't uh, be here. What did we I have at Kippers? I don't even know. 20? Okay. Yeah. So, that yeah. felt big, didn't it? It felt pretty big. It felt pretty yeah. um, earthy. Pretty so earthy. At least. <laughs> <laughs> the girth yeah, of the tournament series. It's definitely, uh, you know, we've already got lots of, lots of people interested in the event. Uh, we know that we've got some people coming back over from the mainland that came to Kippers. Uh, I've even, I know that a couple people are actually coming up from Seattle as well. So, and they're working on bringing some other guys up. So hopefully we can make this. Yeah, uh, maybe someone from Portland too, apparently. Really? Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. One of the guys from Seattle contacted me and he, um, yeah, he was like, I know a guy from Portland who might come up. Fucking Portland like, rep shit. <laughs> Bring your yeah. weirdness. Bring the weirdness up to, uh, to Victoria. Yeah, it's going to. It's gonna be good. I wish I I could be there with you guys, but uh, I'm we'll get you in like video conference or something. We'll like <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's an iPad oh, yeah. with AJ's face. <laughs> it's just yeah, like totally. on a stick. Just strap it to John's chest. <laughs> you can be like his crank. <laughs> you can get one of those selfie sticks or whatever, <laughs> and just walk around with it. And I can just be sitting here drunk, <laughs> watching just like hi. wait late in, into the night. Yeah. Sure. Or you, you know what? Even better, I can wake up early in the morning when you guys are all out in the bar. With <laughs> <laughs> just tell so you, you guys run the event via iPad while I'm too hungover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday morning, that will be my job. Yeah, <laughs> but you'll be hungover and I'll be drinking at that point. So it, you know, either way, it might get a little bit messy. So it's true. Uh, we'll have to see. Oh. All, uh, I am never <laughs> drinking again. So <laughs> <laughs> say this as I'm like enjoying beverages here. The f- finest German beverages. Pinecone yeah. beers. <laughs> okay, so let's get so after this rambling we're doing. Let's get to the yeah. point. Well, we, okay, but we're all about the rambling. I know. Uh, yeah, so um, we got taken taken care of. Um, we got we did. I guess we will talk about um, just some feedback from Kippers. Um, <laughs> We actually got a couple emails, one really good email from our buddy Eric, Iron Warriors Eric, uh, pointing out some some really good things that really I hadn't thought about. So we've worked in some of that into um, into what's going to be happening at Lanasey. Um, one of those things is regarding our awards. And um, one thing that... You know, I didn't even really think about or really notice because I guess I'm not very not paying attention to these things maybe as much as I should have. But uh, a lot of the same people kept winning the awards like sportsman and painting. And it's because, like, I guess, you know, no one's as cool as Teo uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like Phil and Matt and stuff like that. So what uh, Eric brought up a good idea that we're going to if you have won a, a prize like you know 
not best overall. I, I don't think we can really avoid that one. But the sportsman mm. in painting, if you won, you know, one of those awards in the last event, that you're kind of taking yourself out of the running for that event or that award this event, which I think is, is totally fair. And, and really, it will just push people like, hey, you've won best sportsman and you still want to compete for award. Well, then, you know, spend, try to get yeah, I like that. your paint. I, especially with painting. Mean, I can't actually. win best sportsman ever again. Not ever again. Just no. I think it's the next. It's gonna be the next event thing. Yeah. But you can win it every other event. (laughs) I think. I think in the future we could maybe do it by year, even. But for now, let's. Well, yeah. Let's see. See how big our events grow. Let's hope that they get that. You know, get that big. That we hope they get the girth. (laughs) Yes. That they get the girth. I love how you're just shaking your head, Teo, at John's comments right now. It's girthy. Um, so you know, we really, we really appreciate you know that kind of feedback and getting uh, emails like that after events is definitely the way to do it. And like you know, leave the event, think about you know the things that you'd want, have some time to think about it, and then send us an email about it. The way not to do it is to like get all confrontational with the event organizer the day of. You know, that 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 doesn't go over well, and I can tell you for sure that your input is not going to be really listened to. AJ, so, I said uh, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> short shorts get me spicy. Short- <laughs> You're spicy all the time. You better be. We actually, Teo, we need to get short shorts for uh, LBO. We got to get on. Find them that, in my so. big ass size. Well, I'll, I'm going to get I'll extra large that. short shorts. You got to go on eBay, son. I've, I've got a rotund ass. <laughs> you could wear ass. short shorts, sli- short shorts, slightly, slightly larger than mine. And they, you get, you get by. I'm also it's worried spe- about my large testicles falling out. <laughs> yeah, but that's what Chad wants to see. <laughs> that's right. That's what the 30 K community is. Is, like I like I at work it's the other. It's not what they want. It's what, what they, they deserve. <laughs> it's what they need. I'm not the hero. You're they like need the, him. You're the dark knight of. The, <laughs> you're not so the dark knights. They are dark. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like each one of the like I could fill like a like a half a small minivan. Oh, uh, this Whoa. is derailing quickly. <laughs> <laughs> back to Lanasy. <laughs> yes. So if you want more banter like this, come to Lannis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, may, John, maybe I'll like kick it over to you for like a quick maybe rundown mm-hmm. of of the uh, of what's going down for this awesome two day event. Sure. Um, yeah. So two day event. You you covered that. Thirty two players. Um, we're going to have a lot of the stuff from the last event here, but a lot of it is going to be um, improved. I would like to... Yeah. Um, yeah, evolved. Uh, we some of the, What I'm most excited about personally is the, um, uh, the unit progression tables that we worked yeah. on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I went through and there was, you know, we had some feedback from a few different people about last, uh, events unit progression. And, uh, one of the, th- one of the things that was kind of obvious at the end of the uh, end of the event is that maybe the actual progression on the individual 
characters wasn't so bad, but the actual progression on the units themselves was maybe a little bit too aggressive um, totally. with some of the results. Especially for the event that we're, we're trying to put on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like when I look at, uh, you know, the, when you look at it and you're like, okay, well, this is a narrative event, and um, you're looking at it like, well, you have 20 guys, and when you roll on plus one wound, or when you roll on plus one toughness, or whatever, it's just a, it's a huge boon compared to just having it on one model. So we've reworked that, and uh, I'm actually really excited. We have a Dreadnought progression table, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, which is super I, I awesome, it. too. Like, it's it definitely bring your Dreadnoughts, because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, yeah. there's some really cool things in that table for get your Dreadnoughts all beefy. Yeah, totally. And, um, and then we also reworked the character progression, uh, a little bit as well, and that's going to be way less limiting this time. So we're straight up just going to allow any character can can progress, which is pretty cool. You're gonna have char- you're gonna have Primarchs getting getting a little bit better at the end of uh, one of the rounds and stuff like that too. It's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess other than traitor, that, well, Trader versus Loyalist, we're going to be doing as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, totally. Five rounds of uh, three rounds on on Saturday, uh, two rounds on Sunday, um, mm-hmm. and oh, ending and a, early. Another, another big Dude. thing too is actually that we're going to be uh, allowing for multiple army lists. So oh, when I looked great. at this event, and we've talked about this in the past, but one of the things I sort of thought, like uh, like some of the the I horse guys, um, not the I horse guys specifically, maybe no, actually maybe it is their events too. But some of the guys up in uh, Australia, they, they've they just started running these events that are basically like flat out. You can just take as many lists as you want. Um, I didn't want to necessarily go that far with it. But what I did want to do is like, hey, if you're coming to an event, a lot of these guys who are coming to this, like they don't play like a lot of heresy all the time, right? Like they don't necessarily, either they don't have time or they don't have a lot of people in their area, or whatever it might be. Or just they're kind new. Of we've had a we've had a lot of guys at Kippers that they were just like fresh, new to. Oh yeah, yeah, to totally. Heresy, but right? I, I, I'm speaking more like to the the more established players. Like this is like this will be great because basically it's like. Um, if you're a new player, you can you can bring your three thousand point list. You're good to go. But if you're someone who has either collects multiple forces, or you're someone who's my, like me and ridiculous and has twelve thousand points or whatever, Sons of Horus, you can uh, bring multiple lists uh, th- up to three. And so the only restriction on that really is going to be um, it's going to stay within the you- same trader rule list, right? Mm-hmm, trader loyalist yeah and i think that's pretty cool so like my i my for you know for me personally like i'm i'm basically looking at it as like i can just bring three different styles of lists so i can bring a more balanced balanced kind of in between list i can bring a more maybe a more like tank heavy list and then i can bring a drop assault list and that's just like because if i'm going to be going to an event for five games or whatever and especially at three thousand points like because the three thousand point games are they're not like huge games, but they're big enough where you're like, it's kind of fun to be able to bring what, what you know what I mean? Like bring what you want to bring. So if you come across someone who, if you, you know, your opponent and you, you see a 
certain kind of list you can you could float the float an idea by them like hey do you want to play against this like maybe it'd be yeah. kind of cool i notice you have a i notice you have a fell blade and i have a mastodon let's see how those things go you know pair up or or, or you want to have a primark fart fight or whatever like right. um yeah or like so I think the rap brings his brings his knights and you know you <laughs> yeah got something totally that can, can actually you know stand up to something like that so maybe you build lists that are a little bit more you know more geared hey i yes more geared towards that, like lots that's of, definitely the other the other end of it and, for sure but no list writing in between rounds right they have to <clears> no list writing no you have to have three established lists uh another thing i want to i want to bring up too is because I, I this maybe is a smaller detail that a lot of people probably haven't noticed because there's a big giant wall of text on the event page <laughs> is that uh we will have a uh, zone mortalis table so the other optional list is a attacker or defender uh, zone mortalis list basically that is like going to be straight up if you bring a zone mortalis list and you want to play zone mortalis uh you can come up to me or teo as the event organizers or you can go and uh find the initiative and just check if anyone else wants to play zone mortalis with you in the next round you guys can actually have a zm game potentially so uh that, that would be two thousand points list? That, an additional list that would be an additional list yeah yeah okay yeah so that's just like if you if you instead of having a big three thousand point um, fucking crazy heresy game, you want to have something that's a little, maybe a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, ZME, a little yeah. little little smaller in scale or whatever. Uh, you can optionally bring a ZM list too. So just to get some flavor to to the styles of you know lists that you can bring. Um, yeah, so that's kind of our idea. It's I'm I'm really excited. It's gonna be awesome. Kippers right. was fucking awesome, so I imagine this will be uh, even better. I'm, Except for the fact that you're not gonna be there. Well, yeah, or or it will be even better because I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really wish I could be there. Obviously, uh, obviously I can't just hop on a plane and fly all the way over there, but. No, uh, but- but definitely, uh, you know, the next event after after Lanasy, which we're we're still figuring out exactly when that will be, but probably in like the late summer, early fall, and uh, yeah, sometime after you get back, right? Maybe a month yeah. or two after. Yeah, and then, yeah, that'd be awesome. Once when after my my wedding, I've got to get that out of the way. <laughs> Pesky thing, yeah. You know, I I'm good at event planning, but that needs to be the next major event that I need to. Yeah, plan. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, the planning is well underway, but uh, full attention given to that. So, as you guys, you know, it takes it. It takes a lot to to put these uh, events on, and lots of of time, and just even even if that time is just sitting back and thinking about you know things like the character progressions and figuring out missions and just all the the prep that goes into it. Luckily, now mm-hmm. we've got like a pretty good setup and we've got a lot more terrain taken care of. So, yeah. And we've got lots of guys who are given, who are given are, are basically going to be lending us tables and stuff like that, which is great. Um, yeah. yeah. We've got a good community for stuff like that. Um, yeah. And it's, it's cool because this, this event I feel like is uh, like, like the events will all be evolving, but I feel like this event will be one of the, um, 
maybe the bigger evolutions in terms of because of the multiple army lists thing and because of yeah. the character progression and unit progression sort of being a you know like <clears throat> i've heard i've heard of events doing a unit progression before but i've actually never heard of someone doing a dreadnought table oh, which I, is I, funny because it's like yeah i think it's because it, not everybody wants to take a dreadnought but everyone has to take an hq and everyone has to take troops totally but when i you know when i was thinking about it in my head like i literally was just at work one day and i just went it was crazy i just was basically i was like okay i'm gonna take a break uh, you know i was like i'm gonna take a 10 minute break here and just start writing it because i basically was like thinking up this dreadnought table in you my were, head you were definitely hard for heresy that day. <clears> i was like very a, hard a flurry of flurry yeah. of messages from you just like oh man check this out like <laughs> you know we could do totally this we could do that and yeah well, no, and, when I, I, and awesome. when I think of when i think of units and i'm like i'm, I'm like okay so what a, when you're when you're gonna have progression it's like what is more characterful than like an hq and like a dreadnought like dreadnoughts are actually just characters they're like I, they're it's dudes like the who got... unit that got me into 40k. Like I remember hmm. seeing a dreadnought, and you know, back in second edition, and it was like, "What the hell is that? I need one of those." Totally, it's so cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and then, <clears throat> yeah, it it's gonna be awesome. Um, and I, they're also, it's also one of the things where I'm where I think it's uh, it's fairly balanced. One of my worries with with unit progression is potentially taking a unit that is already extremely powerful and making it making it too powerful. Uh, you know, things like um, like if you were to do vehicles, right? If you were to do vehicles, and then someone suddenly everyone's just taking their freaking glaives and making them uh, even more indestructible, or taking a Spartan or whatever and making it more indestructible. When but when you're looking at a vehicle that's AB thirteen at max, it's it's pretty hard to break that. I think you yeah. know. Yeah, well, so, I it, we know a lot of guys like you know Julian and Jeremy who have just like tons of dreadnoughts and you know I think I I who doesn't like me Facebook? like I, I bring yeah, dreadnoughts you have a freaking game like yeah I don't totally. think I've played a single game with you where you haven't brought dreadnoughts so yeah it's like especially if you're a Legion player um, you know it's definitely an awesome thing to do so I, I'm I'm excited to see like the pitchers and or slash the drunken. The drunken Skype Facebook, you know, calls that we do yeah. that weekend to see <laughs> everything that's uh, that's going on. It's oh, gonna so, be great. Yeah, I think uh, just like a little bit of background as well on on what Lanasy is is you know it is a a, a big convention. Um, it, it started out as a a video game convention, so there's lots of you know PC gaming going on. There's cosplaying. There's vendors. There's um, I think they had last time they had uh 40k kings of war i think there was x-wing so definitely you know there's a kind of like a computer gaming side of it and then a tabletop gaming side of it and uh you know lots of brings in lots of people and uh i think it's definitely going to be one of our flagship events like moving forward throughout the years because uh, we're not planning on going anywhere and keep these events yeah, going for sure so. Um, definitely uh, a great option for people that want to come over and you know travel up to it. It's easy. I feel to like it's it. our big, our biggest event too, in terms of just flat out like uh, Kippers is a little bit more um, maybe remote isn't the right word, but <clears throat> because this well, one is actually in Victoria, it's very it's very accessible. Yeah, it's more mm. centralized, definitely, especially with uh, you know uh, we want to you know me teaming up with. Uh, 
with David from uh, Northwest 30K for LVO, and like we definitely want to try to grow our, you know, bridge our two communities, and definitely. I'm hoping mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. for us to do a trip down to Seattle and we can just like rent an Airbnb or something like that and yeah. go to one of their events and bring up some of those guys. I know that Richard, who I met at the CK Studio uh, class last year, he's going to come up and working on getting some of his buddies to come up for Lanasy. He's going to bring his uh, Mechanicum. So, yeah, it's really, you know, we got Goldie and a whole bunch of the guys from... Uh, very exciting from uh, the mainland coming back over so you know it's it's awesome seeing the community grow and that was like you know that's the main reason why i wanted to start running events is uh start you know getting more people to play with and uh definitely you know one of the reasons why we started this podcast is to grow the community and to me and just the numbers and the growth of our events like it's definitely working so uh definitely uh super awesome i just wish i could be there <laughs> no it'll be good it'll uh you, you'll be back soon after that this is uh yeah this will be but it'll be really cool for sure regardless um yeah yeah so we've also got dog tags again um <clears throat> we will have uh trader and loyalist dog tags and some dog mm-hmm. tags for the awards and we're gonna do the same awards uh as we did at kippers so Best painted uh, traders, best painted loyalists, best sportsman um, traders, best sportsman loyalists, and then uh, best overall loyalists and best overall traders. And the best overall is a combination of your painting votes, your sportsman votes, and your gaming uh, points. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, one more thing. One more thing I should probably uh, mention while it's on, on my the top of my head about the event is uh so because aj is usually the guy who runs these things um and he's not going to be there uh uh me and teo are basically we're teo is going to be co-running it with me um and <clears throat> because i'm a selfish butt i actually want to <laughs> potentially i want to play in the event so uh th- th- this is something that's going to be uh maybe maybe a little bit different than some of our past events is actually having uh the event organizers try to play in the event at the same time as uh, the rest of everyone else obviously will be eliminated from uh uh you know certain certain uh, prize things for that reason but i just uh win the shortest shorts award you know it's exactly <laughs> actually that <clears throat> i was thinking about that that actually was that should maybe be an uh, event make, uh make your uh, own award uh, that you win every single no event. no no it's, it's just, <laughs> it'd, be, yeah, it'd be so good though like uh, the shortest <laughs> And then oh, you have shit. like someone hand off and then the shorter shorts award goes to be so good what happens uh, if someone brought never... shorter shirts than you well, then they fucking win, bud. <laughs> and John goes home and just cries himself to sleep. No, I just cut my shorts. I just get them shorter. He just he shows up in thongs. A, yeah, he, I'm actually he, he, so lucky, though, because, like, I ordered those shorts off of eBay. And, like, when I got them and I tried them on, I was like, dude. Like, if the the shorts are so short... Mike Kimmel is going to fucking love it, is what you said to yourself. <laughs> I assumed, I assumed the entire community... Yeah, it, yeah, that was pretty fucking hilarious. But yeah, no, it... it I just wanted, I, I just want, like, 
I wanted something that embodied the spirit of our 30k events and our uh, community. And John all is hard uh, for heresy. Homo, homoerotic, <laughs> and just <laughs> just all the yeah, all the hard for heresy. All the I wanted something that embodied that, and I wanted to, uh, you know. I just wanted to stand out. <laughs> was, uh, you got a lot of compliment about your your size. You're not skipping leg day, bud. <laughs> yeah, biking lots. Um, so yeah, yes, cool. costumes are uh, obviously uh, encouraged. encouraged. Yes, if I and I actually would like to. I, I'm serious about that, though. I was. I, I'm thinking about maybe at our future events, we make that an actual potential prize. Just I'd love to do like a most ridiculous, event like where we just like, ah, everyone wears like nice. Oh uh, <laughs> god, but there's got to be a twist, like assless yeah. chaps. Oh god, flash! <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you have to make it like somewhat homo homoerotic. <laughs> you need to get candy to short shorts so people can take a bite out of you. Uh, Julian would be all oh, over here. It's true, he would. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we don't have the cowbell to ring right now, Julian. I apologize. <laughs> is it a, is it a, at your house and not in Germany? It's yes, it's in my house. I left it there for in the box of like event running stuff for you to grab for for Lanasy. Oh, yeah. so you can use it. Sounds good. Yeah, it's part part of the events now. It's the cowbell. <laughs> We, what we need to do is we need to take a picture of Julian and then turn it into a sticker that we put onto the cowbell. I like that's it. My, that's my plan. Yeah. So. But with uh, a bull haircut. With what? With a bull haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It just to be awesome. It's like Julian, but it looks like it's like Julian from the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> From the early '90s, slash like just yeah. like a Beatles haircut. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Well, yeah. Obviously, if you want some, you know, <clears throat> an awesome event with great people, we had like an awesome time. Kippers and went out after on Saturday night, and you know, everyone got most people got together, and went drinking, and had a good time. So if you're if you're in the you know. Mainland area, Vancouver area, Seattle area, anywhere on the island, you know, you're a dude looking for dudes. Well, we we got some cool dudes for you. So the come coolest down dudes, the coolest dudes with the shortest shorts and mullets and, you know, just uh, you booty popping. Come have a good time. You want to have a good time. Come down to Lanasee. Ticks are available. We've got 13 spots. I think I'm just going to pull up the Facebook page here real quick i'm pretty sure we've got like at least half of the the spots filled right now i'm pretty sure uh yeah i think it's actually more than that probably awesome but yes i think we have at least probably 20 people so far would be my guess but it's awesome yes so we're obvious oh very important thing to mention. It is fully painted. It is for closers. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, do we have like an actual rule for that? I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm not the kind of guy who likes to make like oh three three paint thing. You know, three minimum. It's just like I just like to say like tabletop ready. Like you know in your heart yeah. whether or not like something meets the criteria. Yeah, for sure. WYSIWYG and 
yeah, no, it's, uh, I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see the, uh, the armies that come out. I know a couple of the guy, our local guys are working on some, uh, some new stuff and solar uh, auxilia is going to be there. Hopefully that would be awesome. I've really? never played against them. Mm-hmm. That? Yeah, uh, Darren. He uh, got a bunch Darren. Of- yeah. Oh, Darren's gonna bring his whole. Oh man, that's ah, oh, damn it. He has all the tanks and everything. Yeah, that's a that's uh, a good one. I'm, yeah, he messaged I'm like, me. Oh, He's yeah. like, "Can I take two Lords of War, please?" <laughs> I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Darren, t- send me pictures. I want to see this, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Depends on the Lords of War, man. Yeah, if he's yeah, if he's running two six four right? Lords of War. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah, no, the definitely just looking at the lists here, like we've got just sort of the people that are confirmed, like it's the usual crew, and we've got a couple new people. And uh, I know, um, you know, there's definitely some people working on some new stuff. So, Teo, what do you think you're going to bring? I've got you down here as question mark right now. I don't uh, know where well, you're going to play. Roll. I'm going to play whatever. So, the White Scars don't, are, don't technically have to be loyalist or traitor at the moment True. but yeah. i also have my iron warriors i can bring right um and with them and they could be loyalists or traitor yeah i don't have anything and then mix them too. either way so you're you're just gonna flip i'm gonna coin swing and... whatever way needs to be swung <laughs> yeah i need to get off my butt and actually get my custodes more ready so i can so i can swing i can do loyalist or traitor with my sons of horus but it definitely feels weird doing them Loyalist. Yeah. You know, your your custodes are <clears throat> fucking beautiful right now. So I yeah, I, I'm pretty happy. I'm hoping I am so the uh, all tank white scars army ready for Lanasy as one of the lists. Dude, I I am like so excited about my next project. I I like I want to add, my my goal potentially. What I'd like to say is I want to have an army for our. Maybe not our next event, but next Lanasy. I want to have a Mechanicum army, a dark Mechanicum army. Yeah, I am so pumped up on that right now. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm so excited about that, man. Like, yeah, like I like just straight up, like I'm like Custodes haven't necessarily caught me the way that I was hoping that they would. And Mechanicum, I'm I'm very excited because it's going to be a completely different army from what I've ever played. Oh, Put I a lot like of love in that. You're building your Custodes because you're definitely not like power building, and you're just you know. Taking no cool looking things and i i think it would be i think it's going to be uh you know taking three thousand points because it, it'll be interesting to see how different people deal with it in terms of faqs i've heard of a couple uh, guys at events oh speaking of faqs we'll we'll be running the the Bring multiple list thing should be uh yeah yeah totally yeah yeah bringing harris the faq the uh and we're Sorry, continue. Sorry, I was just—I was just going to say they probably are going to drop an updated version of that once the new rulebook comes out. Uh, by mm-hmm. by March, the rulebook will be out, so we'll be using that. Um, so we'll have to, you know, review the FAQ once it comes out. See if we yeah. have, you know, we might put out a little errata to it if we want to, you know, tweak anything or anything like that. But you know, that'll be closer to the date definitely after the new year once we actually know when this bloody book's coming out I yeah i want it to drop so badly 
so bad. And something something we should all I should also maybe say about our events too is like uh, Tim from Eye of Horus has always said uh, he's always used the term like self uh, self regulate or self uh, yeah, self regulate yeah yeah RG and yeah so one of the things that I sort of uh, want to be a um, I want everyone to, to 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 know about our events because I want to set the actual tone for our events. Is these are narrative events, so um, the idea being, it's totally cool if people are bringing um, uh, quote hard lists. Like if you have a good list, it's fine. You can bring that. But one thing that we are not um, so into is we we don't want net lists. We don't want dick kicker lists. We don't want just lists that are that that have things put into them solely to win yeah um and because a good way to look at it is like when you're building your list like obviously you want to be thinking about okay i need to like have something to take out of spartan i need to you know have Mm -hmm. something to take heavy armor you want balanced good list you want a balanced good list but you also like think about like is this going to be fun for someone else to play you know, you don't want to. No one likes to just be fucking kicked in the teeth and wiped off the board. Like you want to. We're not going to be seeing like you're not going to be seeing like Mag- uh, Magnus D spam. You know, D sm- uh, whatever it's called, Nova spamming. Um, yeah, you're not you going to be seeing. You're not going to be seeing uh, uh, custode lists with three fucking tribunes with three up up three plus plus rerollable saves. You're not going to be seeing shit like that, and yeah. it's. It, that that is something that for me is is pretty uh, like you, you, people can run events however they want and people can play however they want. But one of the things that I don't like to get into the uh, um, I don't like the meta to shift in an unhealthy way where it just becomes people sort of like chasing this like. Okay, well, I've got to bring something harder because I lost last game, and and that's yeah. I see a lot of uh, communities. It seems to be sort of what happens, and to me, I'm just like, oh man, I zero interest in that. Yeah, the day that I can't having fun. Well, things you, is like if you're yeah. coming to like win this event, then you probably shouldn't be coming to this event. Is the way that I I see. Yeah, it. you should be yeah, coming you, to with the intention yeah. of having fun and meeting games. Bro, like it's meeting, it's literally just playing people. games, having a good time. Yeah, I think like it, Sterling, Sterling with his his custodes uh, coming to Kippers is like an awesome, you know, example. Like he, you know, he won best sportsman. Like you know, mm-hmm. he, he he definitely and he brought a pretty soft list for custodes. The list would be yeah. brutal against a lot of armies for sure, but that's yep. just because it's custodes. But like, yeah, you're not you're not like seeing like insanity. Um, <laughs> the custodes like. That, that that's another thing I was gonna say too is with these multiple lists. That's another you, you know our meta isn't necessarily very custode heavy, so I don't think it's so important to have this. But the thing is too is if you were gonna if you were worried about playing like something like custodes, you could just make a list that was like we don't necessarily want it to be like soul cr- again like we don't want soul crushing lists. But if you want to bring something that's more tailored to fighting uh, high toughness, uh, good armor save, you know models that something yep. that's going to be decent to get against custodes or mechanicum like you can do that with a with a and, three three army list thing which is great like and i think that's a huge benefit of of adding that and i think we'll see how it goes but i think that's that will probably be a norm moving forward with our 
are yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think it'll I think it'll be a, a hit. Um, yeah, for sure. Sweet. Well, um, yeah, I think we pretty much gave a good rundown there of what's going on. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll have we'll be talking a lot more Lanasy moving forward until March. Um, but is there anything else that uh, you guys wanted to throw out before we uh, move along to the close out of the show? Mm, that's not going to go the No. Okay. Well, just like a little recap there. It's you know happening in Victoria two day two day event March tenth through eleventh. Uh, tickets are on sale now. So uh, just go to lanacy.com. I'll throw. Uh, the link into the show notes and uh, yeah, get hard for heresy or stay hard for heresy and come to events. If you're, if you're at all, like I, I used to be very, you know, anti, you know, tournaments and we don't really run into tournament. We run an event, you know, if, if come to an event, it will very different. Literally it's completely changed my hobby life. Like if I never came to my first kippers, I would have never met Teo. I definitely wouldn't have gotten to know you, John, nearly as well. Probably like it's it. It will change your hobby life. So, come to an event. They're the best thing ever. Don't worry about that dude, because you know, because we'll most... all point and laugh. Exactly. If that dude shows up, we'll just all point and laugh. Yeah. So. Come on out to Lanasee 2018, and I guess we will be back here in a second to close out the show. Enjoy it. So we'll see you guys in a bit. See ya. The lines are drawn, sides taken. The drums of war hum with malice and rage. And now, the eyes of both the traitor and loyalist rest upon the Ferric system. None shall yield, so who shall stand victorious? Choose your side and cast your die. Join us for the taking of Ferex, Act 1, Hubris. The taking of Ferex is a narrative-driven 30k event track coinciding with the 2018 Flying Monkeys GT in Wichita, Kansas. Players will face off in a Loyalist versus Traitor narrative as the warring sides attempt to secure a foothold in the Ferex system. The event will span five rounds over two days. Zone Mortalis tables will be available both days for any players who wish to test their mettle in smaller scale skirmishes. For more information, please go to flyingmonkeycon.com or search us on Facebook at Ferex30k. Go AJ. All right, and we're back uh, for the closeout of the show. I uh, just want to say a big <laughs> thanks to, to... Hey, come on, guys. Stop trying to make me laugh. Uh, just a big thanks to Matt and John for coming on the show. Uh, I didn't say it before, John, but thanks for, uh, you know, picking up the mantle and running Lanasy this year with me not being there. Um, no problem. Yeah. Awesome. I uh, also wanted to do a shout out to uh, my boy Jordan in Seattle and Nico up in Nanaimo. Uh, both, of you? Our, both of our buddies are, are having a bit 
off their feet right now. Some medical medical uh, issue, not issues, but just came out of some surgeries. So hope both of you guys get back on your feet soon. Ashton uh, too. Hopefully he's out of the hospital. Oh man, I didn't even know. Okay, he's well, been in the hospital for like a week. Oh man, more. Yeah, thirty k players, stay healthy, man. Dropping uh, off flies. Yeah. John will be running a health and fitness course at all of our events now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be like yeah. one of those Japanese, like you know, and they like have like like Japanese like companies, and they have salary men doing like squat thrusts and like. Calisthenics. The Mr. Burns, like. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So back on on schedule here. Uh, we've also got a couple uh, spots left for the CK Studios uh, airbrushing course in Victoria. Um, I think there's like three spots left. So if you are holding out, uh, don't hold out any longer. Get on and get those tickets. The three of us all have our spots confirmed. We are in the pipeline. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to pick up uh, a fine detail airbrush to add to my collection. And uh, yeah, it's, gonna it's be going to be a sexually charged. I need to get enough. a completely new airbrush because mine's broken. Well, that's, oh, shit, really? EK yeah. Studios is going to help you with that and at a wicked discount. So I'm debating on yeah. buying another one. Just It's 175 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Just yeah, to get so. through. What, to get through until then? Yeah. You should just take mine. Go to my house and take mine. Okay. You break it, you break it, you bought it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we've also got our Facebook page. Give us a like. Uh, Also, if if people are out there and could give us uh, an iTunes review, if you guys are listening, uh, an iTunes review would be awesome to just get us get us up in the charts and uh, just get us out there a little bit more really help us out. Uh, we are on we've got Victoria, um, Victoria heresy, 30 K on Instagram and Facebook. We got boys, of the golden throne on Facebook. We've got LVO uh, coming up. Can't wait for that. Get your tickets. Tickets are still available for the narrative. We also have a Facebook event for that as well. Uh, we've got Lanasy tickets on sale. We've uh, got yeah. People uh, get on the LVO train. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Michael. Pigs, baby. Michael, come on. What's it gonna Michael, take? come on. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, you got this, bro. Yeah, I think I think Ryan's <sighs> a little a little booked with his events for next year. I don't think we're gonna get the 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 Kimmel himself, but uh, yeah, come on. Michael. It's possible. When I was talking to him, he definitely seemed like he was uh, going to try to make it work at least. So oh, really? Hopefully. Oh, oh yeah. I just, I just got, I just got fully erect. Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. If it was all of them. We have a, we could have a crossover <laughs> podcast. Boys, dudes doing things. Crossover, crossover just, dudes. That sounds very sexual. Isn't it always? Uh, and uh, shout out to uh, Michael at the War Corgi. Um, I can't wait for our next game. And there's also that was awesome. two, yeah. two more uh, Toys, Toys for Tots uh, auctions by uh, being put on by the Radio Free Esteban. Guys, there's two game boards. One of them is, uh, I think it's the city. Um, it's either the city or the other GW um, two-by-two tiles all fully painted and everything like that. There's also one of the Edge of Sigmar boards going up for auction. All of those proceeds go to helping kids out at Christmas. So 
really, really good cause. Um, all the painters, all the the boards and the, the painters who paint them, it's all done for free. All the proceeds go to the Toys for Tots uh, charity. So check that out. And uh, I think that's it, guys, uh, unless there's anything else that you guys want to throw out there. Yeah, uh, just with uh, Matt, uh, Contrast Miniatures and his oh, uh, commission company, um, and then their Patreon, uh, Miniature Monthly, I do believe it's called. Yeah, Miniature <laughs> Monthly. We only um, just yeah, talked a, about it like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Patreon service where they give you uh, like uh, painting tips and videos. I'm actually on their page right now, signing up. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna definitely look into that because I I really want to want some of these skills. All oh, the skills. Have yeah, you guys so... seen the th- the 30k channel on YouTube? Uh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I just they had yeah. their own website. Just uh, sign up. I just signed up for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Dude, yeah, that that's a good channel, man. It's amazing. I, I like. I only wish they they do. They've got like thirty k channel X, but it's not yeah. available. No, they have a they have a website now. So you oh. do, it's like five bucks oh, a month. Oh, I'm, and I subscribe. I'm there's like right there's like thirty battle reports or oh, twenty eight. Okay, all right. And now I need to check a physician because I'm gonna be harder for heresy. For Dude, some of their now. games, man. <laughs> Like oh, I know, I I can't even imagine. Like, it's like insane. Like our the events terrain. look really good, but their the terrain, terrain is like is holy fuck. The guy, it's... the guy literally just covers his tables in like sand and like rocks and stuff oh, like that. It's so uh, nuts. It, and, he, and and it's like mad mechanicum as well. So apparently mm-hmm. uh, yeah. sold Um, I was gonna say, uh, keep tuned because in for the next year we'll be releasing. Uh, different content going with the the Boys of the Golden Throne, as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be the podcast anymore. So keep That's... in tune for that. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's maybe we t- could try that at the um, at our next game day there. I'm hoping yeah. that's what we'll do. Yeah, and we're gonna awesome. We'll Me and you should have a game stuff. and get that get 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 a get a get some other content going maybe. Well, I, 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 we, we, we'll, we'll get back into that later, but not right now. We're just doing our outro bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep the lid on it. Keep your pants on. Keep those short shorts on, John. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, pants, pants came off. Yeah. Or did they even come on after you got out of bed? We don't know. We can only see from, we we're basically just looking at your ceiling right now and bald head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh and there are the thighs that everyone talks about all right well i think that's a good note to sign off on at this point and thanks everyone for listening and i think we're going to be back hopefully for another episode before the end of the year um but if not we will see you in 2018 in the future <laughs> the future in the great dark future of 2018 <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. See you guys. See you guys.